band, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. He's on top of his game with three helpers tonight. I'm sure he's feeling a little weak at times, but yeah, break him in slow. I heard that before. Here's Audette spinning in front. Coy with a hair score! Friday, November 19th, 2021, I am Brutes Battaglia, your new full-time host of the Laced Up a Hockey Podcast. James is dead. That's right, folks. Dead tired from all of the school stuff he's had to do the last few weeks. Isn't that right, James? Was Hello. that misleading, possibly? Hello. You have reached the invoice of James Cole. I am not available at the moment, but if you leave your podcast information... I will try to respond back to you as quickly as possible. Between the hours of 9 and 5. <laughs> Why would that change? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was only kind of kidding. I am the host this week because you are uh, behind on hockey stuff. Uh, which is fine. But you know what I am ahead in? What's that? Uh, I've caught up Fantasy with my hockey. father. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> Little boy blue and the man in the moon. That's a terrible song. Yeah, um, isn't it though? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I, I now have to leave my house at the same exact time uh, that my father does. Yeah. So it's like we wake up, we make a coffee together, and it's like, hey, so I haven't talked to you in like yeah. eight years. How are, How's <laughs> life? And I'm like, you know what? Not bad. Yeah. Still working, I see. Yeah. You know, I thought he was retired, but well, he's still going. Yeah. Well, I would have been bummed if he was retired because I that's a party I want to get invited to, to be quite honest with you, is your dad's wow. retirement party. You know what? How much longer he's got? Four it, it, years? It varies between somewhere between like uh, three, four years and 12. Um, he likes his job though, right? He He's at a point in his job where he's like, you know what? I can just not do any work. <laughs> <laughs> Show up. Tell huh. other people how to do the work that I'm expected to do. And if that means I get to go on an extra cruise, so be it. So that's mm. where he's at. He shows up, he sits in his office, and someone's like, hey, we have a problem. He's like, all right, I'll tell someone else. And uh, that's his day. Yeah. <laughs> so I can relate to that. Like, that's kind of where I'm at with my current job is I kind of just show up don't have to worry about too much and then leave and it's like well i want to leave like that job but i could just keep showing up mm -hmm. it's like costanza with play now you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'll see you in hell costanza yeah if i stay i get the whole money you sure do yeah uh speaking of getting money i assume they get bonuses for this i don't know the uh the other uh, i wanted to go over things we've missed since we Please. since we really last talked Please. because we haven't Please. done an episode in three weeks the last time we did it's been a hot minute it wasn't sure. happy yeah. uh, the time before that was like a bonus episode we haven't done a news podcast in uh, it'll be a month today 
or yesterday when you're hearing this. So uh, a lot has happened, James. A lot has happened. The Atlanta Braves won the World Series. Did you hear about this? I did. Your thoughts? Is that how long it's been? Oh, yeah. That happened That happened almost two... Like, that happened at least a week after our most recent, like, news episode. October 18th was the last time you and I talked about current events in hockey. Uh, the episode was called Beam Me Up Some Sun Chips because we were talking about uh, Star Trek. William Shatner went to the moon. That was the he last sure time. He did. He did. Yeah. It's we, been a whole William went to the moon that's right cycles yeah he's on his way to mars since now since that, wow. that's that's how long it's been he yeah. boldly went um <laughs> yeah go braves i guess i don't know fuck, yeah. the, fuck the astros yeah right right it's kind of my thought i was so pissed off because it was like they're gonna do the thing they're gonna do it they're gonna do the thing where they win it and they're then they're gonna be like you know what see we did cheat but now we did it and we didn't cheat mm-hmm. and it's like nobody needs that no it's just you cheated let's, yeah let's let's, let's my question, though, because I, I have that attitude, and I, I questioned my own self-thought process on, on this whole thing. It's like, are, 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 is Houston ever allowed to win again? Like, mm. what what is this like the statute of time that has to pass before we can be oh, The roster's got to be completely washed. Nobody left, eh? I think if Jose Altuve's like 39, and he's the last guy left... Well, actually, I hate Jose Altuve. I have a hard time believing I'm ever going to change my mind on him. I didn't like him before the cheating, really. So, right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't like that team, though. Like, fucking Correa. I, he's a bum, oh, man. Yeah. He's a loser. I hate Bregman. You heard of the thing the other day? Correa said something about how uh, Derek Jeter never deserved a gold glove. Like, I think Derek Jeter's a little overrated. But, like, he deserved at least a gold glove. Like, how do you argue... You know what I mean? Maybe he didn't deserve 14 or whatever the fuck he won, but, like, I don't think it's that many. But you know what I mean? Like, it was, like, one of those things where he didn't deserve all those gold gloves or even any of them, he kind of said something like that. And it's like, well, he he was a very good fielder. Hmm. You don't have to really shit on the man for no reason. Yeah, I mean, I've... You know? I've, I've always never thought Jeter was a great fielder, but to say none... Yeah. I don't know. Well, he's not, like, the best defensive shortstop no. in the history no, of the no, game. No, like, no, no. no one's an Omar Vizquel. You're never mm. going to get there, right? But, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't like him, though. He's going to leave. And the problem is, is as time goes on, the DNA of that team's just going to be infecting other rosters, you know? Right. You know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I just... It's the same thing with, like, um... What's the hockey hockey equivalent? Like... Uh, I guess well, the Blackhawks yeah, now, I well, suppose. Yeah. But you know let's, what I mean. Like, let's the, the, see how far into the episode we can get without mentioning that team. Well, we've already lost. Well, how much further? Let's okay. start again. For sure. Yeah, I'll I'll mark it here. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I just I have a hard time thinking that Houston's going to be able to do anything without pissing me off the next little while. Mm-hmm. And. I don't know Atlanta. Whatever, that that's like, I like the Braves. Take take away the whole like I know we got into the 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 chop debate there at sure. one, at one point, but like just just take away that for two seconds because I know you you can't really and you shouldn't, but just just look at the city of Atlanta and just be like you know what, eh, good for you guys. You yeah, know? you you almost pretty much single handedly 
saved us from another four years of Donald Trump. That city deserves something. Good for them. Yeah, I'm able to sell it. Like, that's one of the few fan bases I can separate, like, the the chop from the fan. You know what I mean? Because someone had to actually explain to me why the chop is not good. I'm like, oh, hadn't considered that. You know what I mean? And then, like, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, it's not good. We need to stop doing that. But there's, like, I'm going to say maybe, like, 8,000 people in that in the stands on a given night that know exactly what they're doing, and I would say the other 42 are probably just blissfully ignorant. Mm -hmm. You know? I don't know. I'm happy for the Braves. Cole Turbide, uh, a fan of the Braves. So really? Shout out, shout out Cole Turbide. Yeah, he likes Atlanta teams. Because oh, he's a Falcons okay. guy, eh? Braves. Misses the Thrashers, for How sure. Could you not? And uh, who doesn't, really? Well, everyone who played for them, for sure. Um, there's a new Taylor Swift album. Did you listen to it? <laughs> well, no. I just, I had to mention it because I not, don't, but I don't talk about trends online. Uh, this is the closest thing I am to being hip is that I know that Taylor Swift, uh, remade a new, an album she had from before or something like that. I don't know. I actually don't even really know what happened, I guess. That, that that's that's like asking me, hey, the the hip put out Road Apples thirtieth anniversary. You hear that new album they put out? Yeah, but you did. <laughs> you did listen but, to but it. But I did. <laughs> I've heard the songs. You listen to the outtakes and shit from that, or no? No. You, well, the out. No. You didn't no, listen to any so. of that. I don't think so. You didn't get any of that. Yeah. If you buy the physical package, they give yeah. you a, a live CD where yeah. they actually have the Killer Whale track from New Orleans. There's not Lincoln. limited editions of that, right? I like no I can idea. buy that. I have no idea. I want to buy one of those. I'll look into that. So you didn't listen to the new old Taylor Smith album? To the 10-minute song about no. Jake Gyllenhaal? No. Get to ruin... Uh... I was talking to a friend of mine who likes Taylor Swift, and and obviously she, because I don't know any guys really that like Taylor Swift, and she made a comment about how John Mayer might also be uh, no-no because of some of the contests album, and I can't, I can't do that. I can't... You can't sway me on John Mayer. It just won't happen, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I love John like, Mayer. Just leave John alone for a second. Yes, like yes, like hasn't he been through enough? And even if that poor white male, even if it's um, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but I, the number of people that have like come up to me, and most of them, granted, are older than me and maybe aren't quite paying attention. Um, Hip to be square, right? And and they'll be like, that's a oh, Huey Lewis reference, oh, everyone. Have you have you heard that that Jake Gyllenhaal? We don't like him anymore. And right? Like, oh, why? And they're like, well, because of Taylor. And it's like, yeah, that happened like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and now people are we're bringing it back. Yeah, like Jake gotta, was doing fine. Gotta tell you, most of my favorite actors, I don't care what they're like as people that much either. Like yeah. I'm able, able yeah. to like acting is the one thing I can kind of celebrate, like separate the art. Like I obviously don't like Mel Gibson or any of these like ho- like openly horrible people, but like I don't know how good of a guy Leonardo DiCaprio is on on eleven at eleven o'clock at night in his fucking mansion. What's going on there? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. You know. I think the, like, one of the only actors or, like, famous, yeah, just actors that I have, like, an emotional investment in is Denzel Washington. Don't tell me there's anything wrong with him. I won't be able to take it. But everyone else, whatever. I don't care. I don't really care if Jake Gyllenhaal's a good guy. Is he a good actor? 
Most of the time, yes. His most recent movie on Netflix was a horrendous piece of shit, but... I don't know if I saw that. He's like running a call center kind of thing. And oh, it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not good. And the whole movie's yeah. on the phone. Like, it's like phone booth, but yeah, without oh the suspense. God. Like It was bad. The number of movies where they try to do the whole thing, like, oh, the guy's stuck on the phone. Or yeah. Or it off the phone. It's yeah. Like, I don't get it. We've done this. Yeah. One and done. 2002. Kiefer Sutherland, Colin Farrell. He's in a phone booth. Someone's trying to kill him. Is it great? No, but it's the best they've done. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Phone booth is your achievement. And I'll, I'll, I like I'll, movies that take place in one setting. Don't get me wrong. I think if you could pull that off, this movie does not pull it off. Ass. Yeah. What's uh, that? Oh, I, it's bad. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Like Inside Man's mostly in one mm. spot the whole time. As I, I said, taking a pill on one, two, three. Not my favorite Denzel film. See, but now, most of that is because he's just like talking to the dude over the phone. And that's know? what I thought yeah. this was going to be. Taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3, though, the superior call hostage negotiator type movie for sure. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you see the new Marvel movie? Uh, Eternals? Yeah. No. Will you? Out of like need to make sure I'm all caught up because the next Marvel movie that's coming out, I want to see more how, how do I word I, I, I'm i so tired more than you've ever seen more than I've ever wanted to see a Marvel film before I want to see this next one so bloody what's, bad uh, what's which one's that it's one it's gonna be the next and I'm assuming final Spider-Man film mm. okay do you, have, have you heard of this maybe so it's hard for me to separate the most recent Spider-Man from the new one because they're always making one so here's the thing okay um, you know, you know, uh, Toby. Well, we're out of time for hockey. This yeah. Week, but, yeah. You know, Toby, I, I'm he, aware. He yeah. did, he did Spider-Man films. Yeah. And then they brought in Andrew Garfield. Didn't he mind did, those. He did. Yeah. Don't not, think I ever saw bad. the Garfield ones. Okay. That's fine. They I weren't, like they weren't anything to get excited about. They're fine. But you know, so th- those films were made by Sony. Okay. Cause Sony owned the Spider-Man name for whatever reason. And around the same time, you might remember uh, this little company called Marvel. Uh, they started making some Marvel films, you know, Iron Man and the Hulk and that. But they could never bring Spidey over because he was owned by Sony. The, mm-hmm. the rights. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I did know all this. Fast forward a bunch of years, and it's like, okay, well, we're gonna, we're gonna, sh- we're gonna sell you the rights of Spider-Man for like, a, a, like a six-year window. Okay. And you can use him. In your MCU Marvel universe, and like make him a make him a thing. So they bring in Tom Holland, and they do a few films. Right. And then the the, the time period's ending, and Marvel's like, okay, well, we're just gonna give you like a hundred million dollars, and we're gonna extend that that period of time. And Sony's like, well, yeah, but no. So they tried to like pull it back, and then they went to the negotiating table, and ultimately they came to a decision where they're gonna like split the Spidey franchise evenly, fifty mm-hmm. fifty, mm-hmm. moving forward. That seems nonsensical. Nonsensical, yes. But then, somebody had the wild idea, because based on certain other factors, they're gonna, they're, they're making this next Spider-Man film where they're gonna make the multiverse, which is a thing yeah. in, in, in other Spider-Man stuff, and they're gonna bring back all these old villains from the Toby and Garfield, like... Uh, Alfred Molina's coming back to play Doc Ock from, mm-hmm. and and Willem Dafoe's coming back to play the Goblin. 
and all these all these guys are coming back and it's going to be explained through this this multi-dimension thing that makes sense because if you pay attention the kicker is everybody is like 90% sure that Toby and Andrew are going to show up as well okay they're going to get sucked through this portal and there's going to be three Spider-Mans that are going to be fighting all these ex-villains at the same time and then they'll have to go back to their respective universes at the end but they're gonna like it. Still hasn't been confirmed, but hasn't it though? And um, the the well, yeah. Com- what are the other two doing? Right exactly now? the complexity and like the moving parts involved have just got me on the edge of my seat. And it's it's one of those things where you you know what's co- it's like the Titanic. We all went and saw the Titanic, even though we know the ship is gonna sink. It's four years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I know they're gonna show up, but but we know. but we don't. But we but. you know so. I'm really, really excited for that. And I don't know if I need to see Eternals to see Spider-Man. So to answer your question, I have not seen Eternals. Mm-hmm. This has been Laced Up a Hockey Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you heard it here first, folks. Get excited for the next Spider-Man movie. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, the Los Angeles Kings will uh, play at Staples Center. Except as of next month, it will be Crypto.com Arena. Thoughts? That can't be sustainable. <laughs> Cryptocurrency or the arena name? I guess one oh. by extension of the other, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, have we gone too far with arena naming rights? <laughs> no, we haven't got far enough. We haven't. We haven't even scratched the surface. Yeah. It's got to be a rotating cast. Welcome to Tuesday night at the Ice Palace, and then the next night it's like, wow, welcome to Little Domino's Arena. Wow. Yeah. You know, though, there is something to, like, the idea of it always being Crypto.com Arena, but then at the end it's, like, powered by, like, you know, that's just fucking a, Lara Bar or something tonight. A, they need to combine the old with the new. And, sure. and I'm here to tell them how. You go back and... It's still the Pepsi Center clean, in Colorado. Clean slate. Not, oh. not even. Clean slate. Everybody gets a new arena name. It's just the Denver Ice Palace Auditorium, okay. the the Toronto Community Center. It's not an auditorium. And and every night you you shell out. All right, who's the highest bidder leading up to tomorrow night's game? But you know Saturday's gonna be fucking bumping. So so if Mondays you might have mm. Aunt Betty's pies and rebarb sale. So, that sponsoring would be, that would be like the coyotes right, you know, right? Yeah. yeah and but then like saturday the coyotes might be able to like make their way up to like ah, oh, welcome to subway night you know like that's just hmm. subway saturdays at the phoenix no it's not in phoenix at the arizona community center and it just variates between different arizona communities is that still in glendale who knows hmm. i'm gonna google that hmm. where do the arizona coyotes play where indeed where do the Arizona Coyotes play? Now, I know the Gila, Gila River, but where's Gila River? Gila River is City of Glendale. Mm, hmm. For now. Now, that rink is almost 20 years old. I don't know how that's even possible. You're, uh, so, but you're, you're on board with whatever. Call the rinks whatever, right? Like, you know? I really don't you care. You don't care. Yeah. yeah. It, that Some is, are cool. Like, that is back one of the... when we had, like, the forum... 
in Montreal that sure. was just there for 70 years. Yeah. Or Madison Square Garden. Like well, I before liked, they figured out yeah, that there's money in the literal name, yeah. I like I like the idea that it's just it's Madison Square Garden it always has been and it, you know what? It right. probably always will be. That is maybe one of the only venues in North America that uh its reputation will always bring in money. Like there's no need to, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I like that classic I wish I wish some teams still like the the Wembley Stadium. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's just something about that. This is what it is, and fuck your advertisements. We don't need your logo slogan stapled to the top of our building for the whole world to see. This is the name of the building. Well, get in or get out, and keep it at that. I hate to break it to you, James, but Wembley is the largest tea and crumpet uh, coffee house thing. Right, but that does date back to like the 1830s, so it's okay. It, the, the statue well, doesn't everything in Britain on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack Eichel got traded finally. Did he? Really? Did, did you hear about that? Did he? Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, allegedly, anyway. Oh, that's one, good. Until that's, he, that's hey, good for Calgary. You know what? Until he plays a game there, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna rule anything out. You yeah. know. So, so we'll, that's that's him. I'll Goudreau, believe it when I see it. Monahan. Kachuk. That's that's a pretty good core. Right oh, there. uh, well, I hate to break it to you, my yeah. guy. Uh, Jack Eichel okay. got traded to the Vegas Golden Knights of Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Nevada. But, but they don't have any money. Mm, well, okay, well, okay, false. They have plenty of money. Uh, they don't have the made-up salary cap value money that uh, the NHL has imposed on them. Oh, oh, no, no, I, I, no, I get it now. Mm-hmm. They, they, um... They traded Petrangelo back. No. Oh. No. Art Stone? No, he's still there. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Lehner. No, he's the goalie. For Vegas. For Vegas, yeah. He's huh. not a Buffalo Sabre again, thank Christ. Hmm. So, I'm assuming no one has made any sort of relations between what this is going on in Vegas to what Tampa did last year with Kucherov? <laughs> well, here's the interesting thing about this, right? Was the assumption was that when Eichel got traded over, it was like, well, like, you know, Eichel will be out for the rest of the year, and Vegas is like, nah. And everyone's like, oh, okay, because you're putting Mark Stone on LTIR, and they're like, no, Mark Stone will be back next week, and now he's back and mm-hmm. uh, playing. So I don't really know what the plan is. I don't think anyone really knows what the plan is yet. It seems that they're going to trade uh, Marcia So and someone else, or like Riley Smith or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem with that is, you know, uh, then you're without that player. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. It's going to get interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Jack Eichel to the uh, Vegas Golden Knights for... Uh, Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, a first round pick and a second round pick. Didn't didn't a pick go with Eichel to Vegas? Vegas will get a third round pick as part of the deal. Oh, that just seems pointless. <laughs> that's just nitpicking at that point. That's just Kelly McCrimmon like absolutely rinsing the Buffalo Sabres. It's all that is, mm, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, can I get a pick? Sure. What do you want? Wow, you want to get rid of that guy that fucking bad, eh? All right, I don't know, third sound good? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, no one's ever been drafted in the third round. Um, I want that pick to turn into something hilarious. That'd be great. Be like great. the next Braden Point, some shit. That'd be great. 
Let's go. It's yeah. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because well, it will, but they'll just trade that player away. So. No, because they don't. They see James. They trade away their former first round picks. They don't trade away their later round picks yet. That's because none of them they don't have too many. Yeah, exactly. They just keep cycling out the That's door. Right. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of the trade? I, I mean, this is one of the toughest trades I think to analyze. It mm-hmm. maybe in the in, in the history of the sport mm-hmm. because on one hand you you've got a situation with the Buffalo Sabers where they they have the asset they they kind of hold the thing you want, mm-hmm. right? You go to Walmart and it's like, I need shoes. And it's like, well, we have shoes. And it's like, okay, cool. Um, but the shoes have a hole in the bottom yeah. and are missing the laces. But... Um, Used pair of Dr. Scholl's in the right, asshole. Yeah. Right. But, like, nobody else in town has any shoes. But you need the shoes, more or less. Not even you need them. You just kind of want them. And... No, I would say I need shoes. Sure. Yeah. You know. Like, what I'm saying is, like, Vegas didn't really need a pair of shoes. But it's like, well, if you're offering us a pair of shoes, we'll take them. So... Mm. But, yeah. So, the shoes are flawed. But Walmart... Walmart has them, right? And the shoes are like, well, if you don't sell me... In the next week, <laughs> I'm just gonna go to Target somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So it's been a month since we've recorded a podcast, yeah. and I don't know what I'm doing. No, uh, well, I'll simplify it. It's like if they put a better engine in a Formula One car that is kind of not illegal, uh, but kind of illegal. And they're like, uh, yeah, you know what? Just race this race. You're gonna be way quicker than the rest of the cars. And oh, by the way. Uh, Three quarters of the way through the race, we're gonna blow up all the other cars. So there you go, and you just mm. yeah, that's kind of what that's like mm. to me. To answer your question, <laughs> um, I I think the the trade looks bad on paper because it's Jack Eichel, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there was really gonna be a scenario in which Buffalo was gonna do much better than this given at this the point. Circumstances, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and, and that's like, that's the weird thing, right? Like, I was one of the few people that was like, wow, what a fucking incredible return. Uh, with a, with the asterisk of it being like, well, it's only incredible because Buffalo is the one that fucked up the situation in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, they're, they're, I, I stand by my point. It's insane to me that they got really anything for him, uh, at this point. Like, they traded $40 million or whatever the fuck he's owed. Uh, and, and a player that was a distressed asset and somehow managed to get, like, actual decent pieces for him. Not great comparable to Eichel's ceiling, but compared to his trade value right now, they, they got a bunch of shit for free. Good for them. Mm-hmm. However, they also shouldn't be rewarded for the fact that they're the ones who put themselves in that shitty situation in the first place. So it's like, I'm not going to pat Kevin Adams on the back here, but I'm not going to sit here and tell Buffalo Sabre fans that they should be upset with the return like they should be happy that they got what they got these are fine young players like Peyton Krebs is probably going to be pretty good so yeah you know yeah I, I I'm really high on Krebs yeah I, I I think there's something there for sure like second line all right for second sure. line at minimum to me for, okay for, for Krebs yeah but well honestly I think Tuck is that as well yeah like, he's just not you know Tuck's not a guy that's going to get 80 points probably 
but he certainly is a very good power forward in the league. Tuck's good. He's to me, it was just that guy that had to go back for the dollar figure, right? Like, yeah, unfortunately, he. Well, yeah, there, no, there's no way in their right mind Vegas would want to trade Tuck unless they're getting Eichel. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like that—that's a guy where, like, he's been there with the franchise since literally day one, mm-hmm. right? So, oh, yeah. uh, I can't imagine they got him for free, so that way the uh, Golden Knights wouldn't draft uh, who was it? Freaking Matt Dumba, Carson Soucy, or yeah. something. Um, so I, I was gonna say like it, it's gotta be tough to move on from that, but apparently Vegas doesn't really have a problem with breaking loyalty to players. So um, I don't know. Like I, I think I honestly do think Buffalo did about as well as they could have in this situation. Mm-hmm. That being said, if that was the best you were gonna get, mm-hmm. I might have just let Jack Eichel get his surgery with the notion that yeah. when it's done yeah. and you're healthy. We are trading you. Well, you are not playing for us, but you're at least healthy. I think that's just the level of incompetency here, though, in that organization. Is just the fact that they couldn't see, they couldn't see a scenario where they weren't going to talk their way out of this with Eichel. Like I think they just seem to think like, well, the player will cave. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, why? Why would he cave? You know what I mean? Like at, at a certain point when he's owed money, and like it, it's still his body, and at the end of the day, like what's he gonna do? He's gonna sit there and never play another game and just ride out this contract, and that's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then you're gonna have to pay him, and then if his contract becomes void, okay, then he's gonna sign somewhere else and play hockey anyway. Like that's just the way it's gonna end up working out, right? Like this was gonna work itself out no matter what, and Buffalo didn't seem like they understood that you know, they were doing themselves a disservice here. And to me, that's just insane that they thought this was going to go any other way and then continued to just shoot themselves in the foot. They took a shot in the foot and then they said, oh, fuck, look at my foot, and then shot themselves in the foot again. I think I might have made that analogy a month ago. I don't know. I said something like that. Hmm. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Stick with your guns. That's right. You're doing a good job. Hey, you make a sandwich, tastes good. Yeah, make that sandwich again. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I Having literally just said that Buffalo should have maybe let him get the surgery, let him get healthy, and then flip him for something better, I am, like, aware of the fact that that surgery maybe doesn't work out. So, sure. like, I get the risk. Yeah. I, I said it before on this podcast where it's like, I... I'm 100% on on the side of, like, it's your body, like, it's your life, you should be able to do what you want to do on on a physical standpoint, like, get, get the treatment you want. But I have to respect the fact that, like, if you make those decisions, the, the per, you know, the, the employer of your goods, because it's an asset, as, as hard as it is to make that like connection he's called jack eichel the goods yeah yeah absolutely jack the goods eichel um they 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 have a they have an interest they've they've invested money like they they do have perhaps some say in in what happens to said assets so jack eichel wants to go get his surgery i don't think the buffalo sabers were standing there with a, a, a stop sign saying no you can't but more so like yeah go for it but you're never playing hockey again for us for the mm-hmm. next eight years 
So I, I don't really know. I, I'm, I'm speaking to a, the, the perfect world scenario mm-hmm. that, that I've created in my mind. But if, if this was how it was going to be always, forever, till the end of time, that the Sabres are going to trade Jack Eichel with, with getting diminishing returns, I think they did about as good as you could expect. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, you excited to see Jack Eichel in Vegas? I mean, maybe. <laughs> look, look, like I, I love the dude. I, I think he's an, an insane hockey player. I think there's a lot of talent there. Um, I, I don't. I, I'm not a doctor. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna be the same guy when he comes back. I don't know. I, I trust the fact that he has probably invested a lot of time and effort and resources into, you know, procuring the best possible outcome medically for the prognosis he was facing Mm -hmm. and i'm sure he got the best doctor that was available to to do the the procedure and i'm sure the best doctor that was available well he wanted to have the operation in november Um, and yeah and i'm sure medicine is not an exact science it isn't and i'm sure like by all accounts it seems that that procedure went according to plan Mm -hmm. But I don't know what Jack Eichel is going to look like. And and this doesn't even have to do with the surgery on a totalitarian like, level. Mm-hmm. He, he just hasn't played hockey in like a year by the time he comes back. Maybe it just takes a toll after a while. And maybe he's just never the same player again. Which would really suck because like I said I like Jack Eichel and I want him to be good and I want to see him succeed and have a career and flourish in Vegas but a part of me is kind of scared that he's going to come back and we're all going to get really excited and it's just like he's healthy enough to play hockey Mm -hmm. and he's not Jack Eichel Mm -hmm. so Am I excited to see him? I'm excited to see him in the same way that I was excited to see Saku Koivu take the ice with the Montreal Canadiens after his cancer diagnosis. The same way I was excited to see Mario Lemieux come back to the game. The same way I was excited to see Brian Boyle make a return. And every time I was like, yeah, but maybe they're not who they were. Hmm. In the back of my mind. Hmm. So... I like how I just named three guys with cancer and and, and none yeah. of them had to do with no, you know, yeah, a, you, a, a literal spine injury. But yeah. You get you, my point. You could have said Gary Roberts. Um, Who? <laughs> Bob Murray has stepped down in Anaheim for being a very mean bad man. Now, we've all been yelled at by our bosses. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I, well. I, I, I think I think everybody needs to just grow up and oh, grow up hair. Oh, wowzers. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't oh, know. boy. Don't know. I'm assuming it was bad. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the dude stepped down of his own volition, which... No, we said we weren't going to talk about that team. Um, yeah, I don't know. He stepped down of his own volition. It, it had to be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't exactly remember the name of the person, but there was the staffer that got uh, fired years ago, and 
uh, sued the team for wrongful termination. The difference in the story between the two was that Bob Murray, like, threw a chair at her and threatened, uh, you know, the home and uh, the job security and the family of this person. And uh, what Bob Murray's version of the story was, oh, I uh, moved a chair out of the way in the uh, press conference when I was running down to console my sad team when we lost in the playoffs the Mm. one year. Uh, we don't know the details of what got settled, but, uh, it didn't, it didn't sound like Bob Murray won the case, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so, I, I don't know, like, they're, they're, I think the big thing for me was just the amount of people that, uh, didn't seem too shocked about this, like, not necessarily the, um, the fact that it was coming out, but the fact that it was Bob Murray. I think was, uh, you know, jarring maybe a little bit. The fact was that people jarring? were just, well, I mean, it's it's unfortunate that there seems to be uh, this consensus around hockey that this guy sucked and has been allowed to work in hockey since, uh, how, how long? Like, well, how long has he been with the Ducks as GM anyway? Like, wow. 15 years? Was he not not as GM much time? when they won the Cup? Uh, I thought it was Brian Burke. Yeah, you're right. Just Brian Burke. I want to say Bob Murray's like 09, maybe, for the Ducks. I just remember the feud with him and Burke. So, I guess it... Yeah, it yeah I don't... Been... Well, yeah, I don't know. But regardless, like, he's been there a long time. And yeah. it just, you know... Yeah. How many incidents have there been over the years? Like, I like I don't know. Maybe it's something that um, got better or worse as time went on. Or uh, I, I don't I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's certainly not... It's certainly uh, not good news. Yeah, I don't know. Like the the ducks are like they're so weird to me. Like on on one hand, it's a mess of an organization, and and clearly that's the case with with everything we're we're finding out about Bob Murray. But like he seems to have built a good roster at least for this year. On you know maybe I guess. Um. I'm not surprised. And I think that's the biggest takeaway for myself, where after the shitstorm that we went through over the last couple weeks in the hockey world, that I woke up one morning and it was like, oh yeah, this old white hockey dude has been uh, accused of doing something and uh, he's going to lose his job as a result. It was like, yeah, okay. Like... I, I, I came here tonight to do this podcast and I had a, a I didn't you've you've been planning the the, the evening's uh, mm-hmm. layout and like Bob Murray didn't even enter my mind because mm-hmm. it was just like yep that happened because of course it happened because this fucking sport can't go five minutes without having something like this thrown in their thrown in the sports face and I say that because the sport is beautiful but the league is so fucking decrepit mm-hmm. that. This happens so often that it's, I've become numb to it. It's filled with bums. I've become numb to these events. Filled with bums. And like I, I'm saying all this and I'm winding up to some sort of final point or conclusion or thought. And it's just it's just nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, Bob, Bob Murray stepped down because he did something shitty. Okay, bye Bob Murray. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to talk about the guy ever again. Unless he, you know, comes back in in a positive meaning 
to inflict change moving forward, which I, I don't see coming. <laughs> I yeah. Don't, I don't see it happening. No. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't know what more to say about this. The, the dude is not going to be missed. Does it suck for the Ducks? Absolutely. You went into a season with a guy, much like the Florida Panthers went into a season with a guy, and they thought that they were going to have this st- stable presence, and especially with Anaheim, where, where, where Murray has been there for so long. But if everybody behind the scenes knows what's going on, or has something to say about what has happened in the past... Mm-hmm. This this was the right decision at the end of the day, and and it sucks for the team, but I'm happier for it, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. happy happier that he's gone. Not so much happier that this keeps happening, but yeah, yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Fuck the guy. Yeah. Well, we probably should have known better when a man's nickname for years has been Barstool Bob. Um, the uh, Chicago Black. I don't get it. Barstool Bob. Yeah. Barstool. Is that relevant in hockey? Yeah. The uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, uh. Fired their head coach, Jeremy Colleton. Oh, yeah. Derek King is now the coach uh, for the remainder of the year. Now, I'm curious. Do you think the players on the bench fired Jeremy Colleton? Because they were definitely the ones making the plays on the whiteboard. Oh. Or Woof. was that something that management maybe did? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, they they seem uh, better, for sure. They they have a winning record, I believe, with Derek King now. So uh, they've won four in a row at this point, no, as we record. No. So well, I mean, like the thing is with Chicago is like their their roster isn't horrendous. It's pretty bad, but it's not like it's not the Arizona Coyotes. No. Um, so like I I'm not shocked that. You know that they're doing a little bit better under Derek King. Like, do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. Like, they're they're you know they're pretty much toast already. Which I thought like it was kind of interesting that they're just like, well, we're going to go the rest of the year with Derek King and and see what happens after that. But no, he is not the coach, and it's just like, well, that's a weird thing to say. Seems like a weird like a thing you could just imply by calling him uh, interim is the word that we like to use in sports. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it's the right move. I don't really get the whole, never really got the whole Jeremy Colleton thing. It's one of those guys, every time I heard him talk, I disagreed with, if not what he had to say, but the way he said it. Uh, I thought they're def- they, they were just abysmal defensively, and it's a team that has, like, a, a decent amount of defensive talent. Like, not a lot, but, like, enough that they shouldn't be a laughing stock every night. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, now they can play like okay defense, and it's like, well, yeah, like we, you have NHL players on the roster, uh, you're gonna win some games, I guess, if they get their shit together. So, uh, yeah, you know, good riddance, I guess. I don't know. I didn't really like the things he had to say during the, the whole uh, Stan Bowman shit a few weeks ago. So, you know, see you later. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This is one of those things where. I don't have a hard opinion on Jamie Colleton. Like mm-hmm. I didn't didn't hate him, didn't love him. You know what I mean? Like he he came up and it was he he made headlines because he was the guy that was like, oh yeah, he was uh, Duncan Keith's teammate 
yeah. back when they were on the World Juniors. You know what I mean? Like that was that was the fun noted good guy Duncan Keith. Right? Yeah, that was the fun little pit uh, bit of trivia where it's like, ah, he's younger than the guys he's coaching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, okay, he's he's young, he's new, he's replacing Joel Quenville, who at the, at the time was a revered NHL coach, probably you know, one of the, the top five coaches to ever coach in the game. Um, and there was a certain level of expectation on him. Uh, obviously, there was a certain level of expectation on the players. And it was one of those, like, rare situations with the with the NHL where I, I went, like, thank God. Like, here, here's a guy that's coming in that isn't the same... 22 head coaches that were recycling between mm-hmm. and I was I was in his corner I was cheering for him I, don't, I, I didn't watch the Blackhawks I didn't pay attention it doesn't sound like he did a great job um, but well it was one of those things when they named him I'm like oh cool right on and like you hear his press conference it's like okay mm-hmm. then you watch the first couple games and it's like okay yeah I'm sure it'll get better right. you know with anyone young in the sport that's what you know it's what they say about young players when they suck. Yeah. However, and, and it was, just because they're young doesn't mean they're the future, and that it was always my thought with Colleton. Right, and and it was the same with with every young head coach. You go back, Paul Maurice's first sure. few years, fucking garbage. Fucking Bruce Cassidy, pff, awful. Ah, uh, butch. You know what I mean? Like I I think he's he's gonna be a guy that well I I know he's a guy that's gonna get another shot. Might not be for another like fifteen years, but if Rick Bonus have taught us anything, like he's he's probably going to get another shot. Mm-hmm. Maybe it works out for him. Maybe this is a learning curve for the dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was encouraged because it was a sign that there was the potential for change. The problem here is is that it went so badly that this might just scare. All the teams back into saying, "Well, we got to hire the same twenty-two guys because Jeremy Colleton, and we've only got twenty-two guys that can do the job." That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, the the guy probably was in over his head, and he was placed in a situation where it was it was, it was a no-win situation for Jeremy Colleton. Yeah. There, there was no way he was going to come out on top of this. There was no way he was going to come out of Chicago not being fired. From day one. Well, you're hired to be fired as exactly. a coach. But it's just like, you know, at at some point, like, you're, you're right. Like, at some point, you know, you get fired from a job and it's like, okay, well, you know what? But they did a reasonably good job. Like, they'll get another look. And I I don't uh, I don't have anything to say about Jeremy Colleton where I think he did a good job. I thought he did a horrendous job, quite honestly. Not mm-hmm. that I think the roster is a bunch of prize pigs or anything like that. That's but part of it right I there. I thought, well, sure, but I mean, you know. You look back at, uh, not that I'm, oh god, maybe I need to find a different example. I can't use that guy as a positive example. I don't know. We've seen guys before do an okay job with a bad team where it's just like, okay, like, you know, you kind of see what they're getting at. Like, if they can get these guys playing organized, you know, wow, like, can't wait to see what they do with a good roster. But that young, though? Well, yeah, but do you, do you, is that something he's going to learn in 15 years either? Like, maybe he's just not meant to coach. Like that's my I, whole thing too, I don't think because it's bad. because to your point, like yeah, okay, so maybe he gets another job in ten years, 
but because it worked for Mike Sullivan and Butch Cassidy, like that's what we got to do, too. You know, like it's just, I, I don't know. Like we we don't have to recycle these guys either, even if it's down the road. Like we can just uh, see where he's at in ten years and maybe still not hire him, or maybe he will be better. I don't know, but that I don't know that coaches necessarily develop in every case either. It's like a young player. Sometimes they they don't become good, and you know that did kind of happen with Jeremy Collinson as a player. So. No, absolutely. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're you're making a lot of too. good points for sure. I, I don't I don't know I don't like him, the so dude. To, I, don't, I don't know enough about the dude to say either way. It's yeah. just it was one of those, like I said, it was just one of those situations where like the guy came in, and it was refreshing. Yeah, because he came in. No, and I, I just yeah. I'm I'm convinced now that this is going to lead to well, we got to hire John Tortorella tomorrow because John Tortorella he's done it before and he's got it. We gotta get him back out there. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just like I'm done with John Tortorella. The guy was good. He coached hockey. He he had his success. He had his moment. Just leave him be. Let him fuck off. Daryl Sutter. I didn't need Daryl Sutter back in the NHL. I really didn't. He's doing a great job in Calgary because he's a great hockey coach. Mm-hmm. Didn't need him back. Didn't didn't want him back. Retire. Go home. Go to the ranch. Sit down. Take a load off. Have a beer. Watch it on TV. Like, just go away. I'm done with you. Because you know what? I don't need to find out in like three years that like Daryl Sutter has to resign from his job a la Bob Murray because of something that happened in 1990 fucking seven. Because it probably fucking happened in 1997 and we just don't want to talk about it. So just go away, go home, retire, and we don't have to deal with that. Let's get a fresh crop of people in here like i i agree with the sentiment but i do think it's dangerous to assume that like all the old hockey guys are bad guys too and you know daryl sutter a different maybe a different example because there's always been like rumors of like how players hate him Uh, maybe there's a reason they hate him or maybe he's just an asshole without actually doing anything wrong you know what i mean like there's also that but you know it is a little dangerous i think to go ahead and say that all the old hockey guys are bad because i like i don't I can't imagine they all are either, right? Like it's but. dangerous. Yes. But I I I don't know. Maybe I've been broken over the past like No, I get months. it. But I, I mean just, like I have to assume. I uh, like unfortunately though, like even still like going back to the conversation we just had about old coaching jobs, like Bruce Cassidy is an old hockey guy technically, even though he hasn't been in the NHL for a million years. Sure. And like by all accounts, he is just an angel, right? Like that's everyone seems to just absolutely love this fucking guy. And mm. whether or not that ends up being the case as we go down the road, but like I don't know, he is one guy where it's just like, yeah, he's older and he's been in the game a long time and around the game a long time, and people do love him. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it 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 you can't. It's the same thing, like one bad apple, but like you can't assume the whole bunch is rotten either, you know. I disagree. At I mean, this point. I mean, I'm, as, I'm just at that point where, as someone who worked in a grocery store, I'd still throw out the whole I bunch. But there were probably good I get, apples I get, in there. I find one piece of mold on a piece of bread; the whole loaf is out the door. <laughs> just clean the whole league out. Yeah. Fucking Julian Breezeball. What did I do? Yeah. Nothing. But I, whatever. You're old. You know what? Hit reset. Let's go. Yeah. Just the, the 
just move all the teams to different cities and it's the it's the fucking wow. It's the Saskatoon Maple Leafs now. And, Sounds good. Well, and the Toledo Rangers. You know what? Bad news for Morgan Riley. You're going to yeah. be living in Saskatoon for eight years now. I know that's not what you signed up for, but isn't it kind of? Because if that's where we're moving Sa- to Saskatchewan or something. Uh, Morgan Riley. Yeah. No, he's British Columbia. I don't know. I can't remember where exactly, but it's all the Paris. Uh, Morgan Riley, eight years, seven point five million dollars a year. Kicks in next year. He'll be twenty nine when the deal starts. Uh, thoughts on the deal, my friend. Thoughts on the deal. Thoughts on the guy. Uh, three goals in his last Thoughts four on games. The guy. Guy's on fire. Thoughts what, what on the guy. Saying? He's got that Tessa Virtue contract locked up. Yeah. He's looking great. Yeah. Got that stability. He's not going anywhere. Sixty She's million dollars. Anywhere. Sixty million dollars to live with Tessa Virtue. My guy. Man, what a terrible life that is. A eh? sixty million dollars to live in a fucking condo with Tessa Virtue. What a horrible time. Morgan, we'd like to give you seven million dollars a season. Yeah. Well, I'm probably worth ten. Yeah, but Tessa's here. Tessa and has, she's on our side. Guess what? Tessa has money. She'll mm. be you'll be fine. You're not the breadwinner guy. Well, if Tessa's here, I guess I'll stay here. So give me the seven. Um Yeah, fuck it. I I've, I fucking love Morgan Riley. Mm-hmm. I love Morgan Riley. Mm-hmm. What are you talking good, about? Good guy. I went out and got his jersey in the back of my St. Pat's jersey. I got his name on the back of my St. Pat's jersey. There it is. Uh, last season. It's just a and, picture of a jersey yeah. on the back of a jersey. <laughs> Wow, I've never seen that. Before. And I got it done, and part of me was like, "I don't know if he's here in a year." And he signed the contract. And I was fucking beside myself. He fucking right. So I get to wear this jersey and and proudly do so for the next uh, I don't know what would you say seven eight years whatever it is eight years, eight years after this year let's so go. nine total fucking he's gonna be the, the, the he's gonna retire as the Leaf with the most games played. He's going to be the highest scoring well, defenseman in franchise history. Hopefully. Probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. Probably. Well, yeah. Eight years? Yeah. Sign I'm optimistic on Riley because it's not like he's got like, wow, I don't know about that groin. But, you know, like he's had injury problems. Yeah. You, you never know. But uh, he's a reasonably healthy 28-year-old defenseman uh, who uh, at, on, on his game and healthy is worth a lot more than that. Uh, so... Yeah, it's it's fine. I'm not exactly sure it's the move I would have made, but I'm not exactly sure that my move is the right move here. Like it's, I don't know. You let him walk, and then you're without Morgan Riley. So you know, it's kind of which route do you go? And um, you get him at a decent hit for at least the next few years when you know you're competing, and then uh, see where you're at in a few years. And if it's a bad deal, then you figure your way out of it then. But in the immediate, it's $7.5 million for Riley, right? Like, I, th- I think we've learned, especially when it comes to higher-end players, that we need to stop paying attention to terms so much and just pay attention to the dollar value because that, in the immediate, is all that matters. And in hockey, really, the immediate seems to be all that matters anyway. Because, um, you know, you have teams who trade all their prospects away and still seem to find a fucking way out of it. Like, Pittsburgh should have been done, like, six years ago. And then they ended up winning two cups after they traded everyone away. You know, like, it, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I, I, I like it. Uh, we'll see what happens with Toronto. They seem to be pretty good right now. So, you know, another win tonight. And two more goals for uh, Riley. Morgan so, Riley. Yeah, yeah, he's having a nice, he's having nice little... He's got three. No. Three. He had the uh, game winner. I'm looking at it right now. His third of the year was tonight. What? And his they were all in the last three days? Three, that's right. Well, whenever they were, I don't know. But. His first goal of the year was the like winner against Buffalo. 
with 10 seconds. I guess. I didn't even know they beat Buffalo the other night, James. I, uh, I've i been busy, so like you. That's the one thing I will say is I've probably paid attention to hockey more than you, but you have definitely paid attention to the Leafs more than I have. I don't know what's going on. It's just one of those things that I... Oh, except for Ryan. If, if I'm going to pay attention to hockey, I guess I'll watch the team <laughs> I right. cheer for, I guess. The only but. time I have time to watch hockey is late at night. Mm-hmm. So it's whoever... Like, I'm watching all the... I know, I can tell you about the West. I don't... I haven't watched the East whatsoever. Leafs a little bit. That's it. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, you like the deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep okay. going around. Like, I get why people are like, well, what are we going to do money-wise? But it's like, we'll fucking figure it out later. Like... Okay, here, here, here's my big thing with the Morgan Riley deal. It's like go. everyone's like, where, where are we, getting, we where are we getting the seven and a half million fucking dollars from seven and a half million? We got, we don't have any money like that. No well, seven. It's, ma- yeah, it's not seven and a half it's million. Not, it's two and a half million. It's two and a half million. Yeah. And people don't realize that because mm-hmm. they don't know how math works because mm-hmm. they're fucking idiots. They and they live at the five million on yeah, books. Yeah. And they live and they live a, an hour outside of Toronto, working their fucking nine to five. Here we go. And all they hear is the fucking local radio on their fucking commute down to their fucking local downtown. Those yuppies, eh? Oh my god. Fucking Scarborough yuppies. Don't get me started on Scarborough. Those pieces of shit. Next week we're gonna lay into Etobicoke. I'm I'm setting that place on fire. Oh wow. Uh, Speaking of setting places on fire, I don't know. Uh, Adam Fox also signed a deal, uh, seven years at nine point five million, totaling sixty six point five. So richer, shorter deal than Morgan Riley, uh, but he is four years younger, uh, eight years total, I guess, because he's under contract this year, yeah. obviously. So, mm-hmm. uh, your thoughts on the deal? Um, it's one of those deals where it's it's hard not to compare to other defensemen across the league. Mm-hmm. Because of the money value, because mm-hmm. it is so high, <clears throat> so high. But um, at the same time, this is a guy that has barely put a dent in the NHL, career-wise. Like we're what a year and a half into it, two years. He, he he's in his third year. Yeah. This currently he's in his third year. Yeah. Yep. So going into this, he had like two years of experience. Let's say. And he won a Norris, and like that's that's fucking unreal. Like good good for good for the dude. But like we've seen it before, where you get that flash in the pan early, and it doesn't always translate. And like th- this is the 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 tightrope that GMs walk when they're doing these contracts, right? Because you don't want to be the team that waits till the guy's twenty eight to give him the eight year deal, where years five through eight are just meaningless, and you're paying him for what he used to do. Mm-hmm. But you don't necessarily want to be the team that comes out and gives him, like, the big money contract at 21 based on a year, and then he just never turns out. So, I like Adam Fox. I I believe he's the real deal. But I always take these types of contracts with a grain of salt. Like, I look back at the William Nylander contract, for example, and that was a situation where the, where the player was... Coming out of that ELC, he had done some good things, and he clearly thought he was worth more, and the team thought he was worth a little bit less, and they were able to kind of meet somewhere in the middle, and the contract was despised for, well, probably still is, by the majority of the Leafs fan base. But you can't look at that. Yeah, you can't look at that contract and say it's not 
at value. Mm-hmm. At the very least, it's at value. Mm-hmm. It's probably above value based on how the guy's playing. But he signed a contract where the, the dollar value fit into the grand scheme of the NHL where it's like, yeah, the guy's making like what? Like, let's call it half of what Conor David makes, right? Mm-hmm. Adam Fox is now making more than like 95% of all defensemen in the NHL. And is he a top five defenseman in the NHL? Probably. Like maybe he's in that conversation where you could make that argument. Well, I mean, for argument's sake, I would say he's the best defenseman in the league. However, I think that player has fluctuated on a 40-game basis. Exactly. Over the past exactly. three years, I would right. say. So I mean, like, like I, there is no argument against him right now. Like, he is far and fucking away the Norris favorite right now, but we're 17 games into the season. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where he ends up kind of thing. But I don't know. It's one of those things, like, I, I compare it. He gets he gets a year and $500,000 more per year than Kale McCarr got. Uh, and through the exact same amount of games they have, you know, similar point totals, but, like, Makar has more, but also not as good defensively. Like, I look at the deals kind of uh, about the same. They're different kinds of offensive defensemen, I think, too, which is a little bit different. Like, Makar is a little more shifty. Fox is a little more get-in-on-the-rush type thing, but um, he's much better defensively, I would say. So, mm-hmm. there's that. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I hear you. It's... You never really know for sure, but I, I think Fox deserves the Makar treatment at this point where, yeah, he's going to be a very good defenseman in the league for a long time, whether or not he's going to be the best or, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's 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 hard to say. Would you argue that the Makar deal's worth it right now because he hasn't been, like, overly amazing defensively this year. He's been pretty bad, but... Uh, whatever, you know, I don't know, like, do they really care? And Like, you, you look at the top 20 for defensemen scoring in the league, too, and, like, how many of those defensemen would you say are good defensively? Like, Yossi, sure. Fox, yes. D'Angelo, no. Seth Jones, uh. Quinn Hughes, uh. Like, Shattenkirk, uh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of names where it's just like, wow, these are great two-way defensemen. And so, is their value just in the fact that they're able to put the puck in the net you know, a little bit more than maybe it goes into theirs. I, I don't know. It's defensemen are tricky, I guess is what I'm getting at, you know? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's weird. I like the deal, but I, I, like I said, I happen to think Fox is the best guy going right now, probably, you know, a little more than Hamilton, McCarr, Hedman, but McAvoy's up there, but yeah, you know. Absolutely. I love the way Fox jumps in on the rush. I, it's just, they can. I, I love I it. love it's the dude. Very cool. Yeah, love the dude. Very cool. Um, the Senators are in some hot water, uh, with COVID. Uh, Apparently. Yeah. Uh, they've been in hot water with many other things before. Uh, COVID, I think, is a new one for them. That's a new one they can, they can put on the list. Uh, their games this week postponed. Do you have concerns about, um, the longevity of the season and what this could mean moving forward? I'm confused. I mean, it does cram an extra game into three different weeks for them this year. Yeah. At some point, right? I, I'm confused. Like, I I don't know. I this is something I really didn't expect this year. Yeah. Um, 
obviously we saw it last year and they prepared for it last year. They had the taxi squad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were all told that all these guys were vaccinated. And I'm not, I'm not saying that blindly. Like I understand that if you're vaccinated, you can still get COVID. I was going to Right. Here's a YouTube video for you, James. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dr. Shanda Wright. I'm Dr. Leo Spachanek. <laughs> um, <laughs> One like, thing we've learned in this pa- in past year is that we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Spachanek. So, like, I, I, I understand how it happens, but I'm, I'm just really surprised that it's come to canceling games or, or postponing sure. games, I should say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Where it's a full-blown outbreak. Like... I don't think the MLB at any point during this most recent season had to postpone a game because of COVID. Yeah, they they did, but they didn't fall super far behind or anything like that. Okay. It didn't become an issue. Okay. Yeah. So that's encouraging at least mm-hmm. that it didn't become an issue. But you know what I mean? Like that that's I think a sport... it was the Cardinals played like a game okay. every day for a month at and, one point. And and that's a sport that plays twice as many games. Yeah. In a much tighter window than the NHL does. So, I mean, they also have the benefit of being able to play two games in one day, and you know what I mean. Sort of mash it together if they have to, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like, can't play two hockey games in one day. Well, you could. I watched my team do it this weekend. It's not ideal. Yeah, and it was like twelve games in what three days? Yeah, you guys are fine. I yeah yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to recover from that weekend. But. It was it like I said. It was just very surprising. It was very, very much one of those things that I just didn't expect to happen. We we know guys are going to get this that they're going to miss a couple games, but for this many guys to be in a position where they have to miss enough time that mm-hmm. they have to postpone games, and I I almost don't wonder if the NHL should have prepared some sort of clause where you know oh ottawa's got half their team down with covid mm-hmm. okay uh we got rid of the taxi squad thing we're looking at them missing a couple of games that we have to postpone where, where is the clause that says like okay well we're not gonna do that but uh they have to like call up their AHL team and will waive the waivers or the salary cap. Well, James, I have news for you. I have that clause right here. This week's guest, Fred Claus, played by Paul Giamatti, everybody. Fred Claus here. Crazy. I would do a Paul Giamatti impersonation there if I could, but I really don't think I could. Paul Giamatti's not an easy one. No, he's tough. Because you you can't just do the voice. You You have to have the neck. The neck fat kind of thing going on. Have you seen all the weight he's lost? Nope. Man, crazy. It's like skinny Paul Giamatti. And he lost all the weight. And, like, obviously he's, he's healthy right now. You know what I mean? Like, lost some weight. But everyone was just, like, commenting on it being like, wow, he looked healthier when he was fat. You know? Yeah. Uh, Looks that, weird. That's a guy that you need you need the visual for the in, uh, impersonation, I feel, I feel like. Yeah. You know? I'll roll a clip mm. from Billions anyway. Mm. So, like, what do you think... Like, are you concerned that this is going to be a, a huge issue for the Senators moving forward? And do you think it's going to be an, an issue for any other teams moving forward? Well, I don't think it'll be a problem with the Senators moving forward, just based on the law of averages. Yeah. We've, we've come this far 
There's 32 teams. This is the first time we've had a problem of this magnitude. But it almost guaranteed has to happen with another team. That's right? what I mean. Like I'm, I now I'm convinced it's gonna happen again. Maybe not even a week, but it might be a situation where you we know, miss a game. Yeah, you know, like I, I which don't, I don't even know how you only cancel one game too. But when, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It's you're it's, right though. It's so it's, it's weird. It's one thing too. Like like last year, I was opposed to the idea of having a season, right? But like this year, it's or the, well, especially the bubble. I mean, but now. You know, like, coming into it, it's like, well, everyone's vaccinated. How bad is this really going to get? And, well, obviously for the Senators, it got bad enough that, you know, they can't be playing games, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's um, it's discouraging. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if you look hard enough, you can kind of find the, the silver lining within it. Where it's like... Sure. You know, we're 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 playing these games. We're going. I'm I'm going to a game in a couple months. You know what I mean? Sure. Like like I'm I'm gonna be in TFT the stands, and there's there's almost become this kind of sense where, like, oh, it's over, mm-hmm. and like, okay, yeah, so and so got it, and he's gonna miss a couple games, or you know what I mean? But like, th- th- this was a really sobering moment where we were canceling games, and it was like, holy. Like we gotta just maybe take a step back and mm-hmm. maybe really take a good hard look at what we think we're dealing with and realize that it's still not great. Perfect, yeah. You know, it we haven't gotten over this. Like we got twenty thousand people in the building, but outside of the building, like this this is still a problem. Mm-hmm. Clearly the players can't even get in the building, but so I, I I hope there's a lesson to be learned here in 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 the, at the end, and it's unfortunate, but maybe it's one of those necessary evils. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's one of those things, you know. Um, lessons are important in life. One lesson you learn when you're young is that you shouldn't bully kids, and uh, apparently no one taught that to the Utica comments as they were picking on poor sweet Ugh. sweet Colk. <laughs> Um, yeah, for those of you who didn't see it, the Utica Comets tweeted out something about how, uh, they didn't see Cole Caulfield on the ice. Hey, bro, are you playing? Question mark. Um, did you have it? Oh, sorry, and then Cole Caulfield's dad, uh, Paul Caulfield, or sorry, Paul Caulfield. Uh, <laughs> They're all Pauls. Um, was upset about it. Uh, did you have any thoughts on this? Okay, so... <laughs> Here we go. All right, buckle up because I'm going to say something. Water. I'm going to say something that is going to sound a little off-brand for myself. But this, this fucking oh my god. Okay, so bullying works, kids, and I'll well, tell you why. Well, no, but <laughs> buck the fuck up. Like, what are we talking about here? You're getting, oh, you're getting tweeted at on social media? You, you're getting tweeted at? My daddy's got to come down and fucking save my fucking ass because somebody said the mean words to me on the, on the fucking internet machine? Then turn the fucking internet machine off. What are you talking about? This isn't, this isn't Mike Babcock pulling a kid into the, in, in the fucking office and saying, tell me who's fucking sucking on our team right now. I'm going to go tell, this is social media where an account that has watched time and time again other hockey accounts 
come out and try to be edgy and try to be cool and they they said something that was relevant time worthy and like let's not sugarcoat it cole caulfield was in the ahl for a reason so the ahl team was like ha 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 look at the look at the fucking superstar kid that's down here with us and we're freaking out about this are you fucking kidding me get the fuck out of here paul caulfield <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't see your fucking kid. Why he's he's been called back up to the Montreal Canadiens a day oh, to today. He's he's back on the fucking team. You couldn't just bite your fucking tongue for twenty four fucking hours and realize that your son is probably gonna be a pretty good hockey player for the next ten to fifteen years. We had to take it out on the Utica. The Utica? Where is Utica? Look it up. I think it's in New York. But, New York, like, yeah. fuck me. I don't know. The Utica Comets? Utica. We're going to freak the fuck out over the Utica Comets making a little tongue-in-cheek joke about Cole Caulfield not it's showing up for a game? Suburb in New York. Who the fuck cares? Well, lots of people like Utica. Sure. The city. I don't know about that. I don't comments. think anybody likes Paul Caulfield, though. Hmm. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't like anyone I don't know. Who cares? I don't give a shit. Embarrassing. Who cares. And you know what? And and, and I hate to say it, but if if like if if he's not gonna come out and 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 make it make it a, a, like a public fucking statement, fuck Cole Caulfield. I didn't like the guy to begin with that much, but like, just. <laughs> If you're not gonna come out and be like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, guys, my dad was fucking, he was drinking, like, just, 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 fuck off. Because clearly you're upset about it at the same time. If if you're not gonna like make light of the situation, you see it every, you see it every fucking day. Guys would be like, yeah, I know, I thought that what they said was, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah, I yeah, know, they had a good point there. You know what I mean? Like, like play it off, make a joke of it. Like, like let's address it. The next time someone brings it up at the press conference, inevitably in two hours in Montreal, because I think that's the amount of time we've gone without talking about Cole Caulfield in Montreal. So just get it over with, address it, figure it out, move on. And just, if I never have to hear the, the words Paul Cole, Cole, Ka, whatever it is, whatever that fucking guy's name is, uh, just fuck off. Nobody cares about you. Your son is the one we're interested in. You don't matter. Go away. Bye bye. My issue with it was that it was uh, just a bad joke. Yeah, the joke's... we got to be funnier than that. Sure. Sure. This is bad. Yeah. Really bad. But you look at what Carolina's doing, and yeah, there's it's like... Not, there's not like, many funny accounts. What do you want? Yeah. The few yeah. that have been funny, the person ends up going over the line and gets fired. So it's like... <laughs> you know? So mm -hmm. they all have to be sort of cutesy about it, and they're all bad. And they're getting worse, I think. I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, I, the more teams and brands try to interact with me on the internet, the less I want teams and brands to interact with me on yeah, the internet. You absolutely. know what I'm saying? I, uh, yeah. The only brand that really needs to interact with me on the internet is MoonPie. Because MoonPie, for a while there, had some good, good tweets. I don't get the joke with that, though. What about it? Like, I've seen that account, but, like, I don't, I don't understand why it's funny. Uh, have you seen the tweets? Yeah. Okay. I just don't like. I. Well, they were just they're, good. They're like, funny they're just tweets. Funny, yeah. I just don't get why it's like. 
Why is Moon Pie specifically funny? Yeah. What, I think that's part Moon of the pie? joke. Moon Pies are um, wagon wheels, kind of. Like the little, the little, um, little chocolate covered little cake thing you would bring in your lunch. Like a wagon wheel. So this is like if, if, if Twinkie decided tomorrow they were yeah, going to be hilarious less. on Instagram. They might even be made by the same thing. Like a, like a, what, what's a, oh, what do we have in Canada? The Joe Louis. It's the same thing. Hmm. Did I get that right? I don't know. Moon Pies. Moon Pies, eh? Yeah. Hmm. This week's sponsor. Um, okay, yeah, no, I didn't care about Cole Caulfield. I yeah, just, I, I knew, I just knew that would get, get under your skin. Uh, here's something we can both get behind, I think. The Blue Jackets are retiring number 61 in honor of Rick Nash. I'm good with that. He's the best player to ever play for that team. Other than maybe Panarin, but he was there for a year and a half. And Bobrovsky, but... Yeah. That'll come, I would think. Yeah. And also, I don't know if you need to worry about too many people wearing 72 in the meantime. Well, that's just it. And and, and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Sure. Because Rick Nash, yeah. undoubtedly, is probably... The most well-known blue jacket. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I don't know if he's at like retire the jersey level. Really. But because it's number sixty-one, I think they get like an easy out on that one. Okay. So, like, I love the dude. Like, I th- I thought he was unreal. Like, I I do think he was a very very talented hockey player, but. If you if you go back and, and look at his body of work, especially in Columbus, like it wasn't impressive. And and you know what? Part of that is probably being stuck in Columbus next to uh, Fedor Tutin. Was yeah, he was probably there. Jeff mm-hmm. Sanderson might not have been, but that's a name that comes to mind, I guess. Andrew Castles. Um. This is it, it's that great debate, right? Like, and we're gonna. We're, Look, look, buckle up. I don't think it's a debate, No, but, that's but buckle fine. up, because we're going to get to the same exact debate in about a year when we're talking about Shane Doan for the Hall of Fame, where it's like, just because you're the greatest player in this mm. franchise's history to this point doesn't mean we need to consider you one of the greatest players in the franchise. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between a guy that played for a team for 20 years and a guy that was consistently a... 30 to 40 goal scorer with a team, right? Like, sure. R- Rick Nash had two seasons under 30 goals there, and one of them was his rookie season. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think you can compare Rick Nash to Shane Doan. R- Rick Nash is a, is a is not a Hall of Famer, but Rick Nash is a retire-the-jersey-for-Columbus type guy. Again, like, I, I'm not upset about it and, and like it's I'm the same idea like the Ari- Arizona can retire Doan's number oh and sure you can talk about him for the Hall of Fame and if they want to put him in that's fine like if you know his friends and family are gonna uh pay ticket say like I get that but yeah, yeah. um like I think there's a, a just a large difference between retiring a jersey and putting a guy in a Hall of Fame and for retiring a jersey, I, I think this is very cool. I'm I'm very on board with this. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not board. against it. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I think I think a lot of times there's this perception among fan groups where it's like this 
this is the greatest player that ever played for the franchise. And we have to just kind of take a step back and be like, well, yeah, but the franchise hasn't been around that long. You know what I mean? Like, And that's not to say anything against Rick Nash, but there needs to be that kind of awareness, I think, on an, on, on an overall scale. Because Rick Nash, as you mentioned, like the numbers that he put up in Columbus, they're fine. But they're, the, they're they're very good. It's they're, just they're, like they're, okay, they're good. it's it's they're to good. me like if he played that time and had those numbers in New York, they probably don't retire his number. However, if he's the captain of the hockey team, then I think that the Rangers would retire sixty one just as quick as the Blue Jets. Well, maybe they wouldn't, but that there would be the same case. Like it's not because it's Columbus to me. Mm. Like, if he put up those numbers anywhere. And was the captain for... Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I think you can make that like... Because like, like, you, you can, like, you are can you gonna go Are you going to retire back, 81 in Toronto for Phil Kessel? No, but you can go back and look at Wendell Clark's numbers and be like, ah. But, oh, he well, shouldn't have his number retired. But, but, but like <laughs> if they want to, it's like, yeah, okay. Like, fair enough. He meant yeah. a lot to the team and will forever. And so and will Rick Nash, it. Right? It, it depends on where And you, so would he in, in New York or yes, Boston or wherever. Yes, you're 100% right. It all comes back to that, where do you place the player in the context of importance as opposed to performance, I suppose. Yeah. Because to me, like, Wendell Clark should not have his number retired by the Maple Leafs. Oh, fine, man. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Phil Kessel, by all accounts, should have his number retired like, by the Maple Leafs. Like, 81 should be in the rafters. You know what I mean? Like, you're talking my fucking language. There man. it is. But, like, Rick Nash they... is the most important Blue Jacket of all time at this time, not the only... problem is, is that you could make the same argument about Ken fucking Danico in New Jersey at one point. Well, they should retire his number well, too, I think. But well, there you go. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like they, I was but, like, what they didn't. But that's just it. They retired his number, and then it was like, oh yeah, we've had like eight other dudes that were significantly better in that team, and in like that that has come since Ken Danico. And that's not to take anything away from Ken Danico, but it's like. We were young at the time. We didn't know any better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, put his jersey up there, raise it to the rafters. I'm fine with it. It's not hurting anybody. Good for you, Blue Jackets fans. But I just don't know if it's not a result of him being the greatest Blue Jacket, more so than him actually deserving the honor, I guess is what sure. I'm trying to say. Uh, well, I'm biased because Brick Nash is one of my favorite players of uh, my generation. Love the also, uh, not only should they retire Phil Kessel's number in Toronto, but because of how they treated him, uh, every hot dog sold at the rink should be named after Phil Kessel. You're not well. wrong on so that. That should be the honor, really. He really deserves better. Um, who deserved better? Oh, well, I, I, I don't know. I guess that transition... No, nah, it doesn't really. Uh, Dion Phaneuf officially retired the other day, I guess... Uh, do you remember Dion Phaneuf fondly or not fondly? Well. Or is that a mixed bag? <laughs> I'll answer your question, but if, if you'll allow me, when 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 I finish my question, mm. I have a little game for you. Oh, boy. All right. So, Dion Phaneuf. With the C on. Big fan. You are? Big fan. Oh, cool. I d don't think I knew that. That's cool. The guy was brought into a no-win scenario and asked to win. And he almost did. <laughs> but uh, he did. And <laughs> um, I, I, I really have a hard time with people that get on his case. Yeah. 
I don't get it. They got him for fucking nothing in a trade, a bunch of scraps, and uh, they didn't. How dare you? They didn't. How dare you? They didn't that like my sweet boy Matt Stajan. They didn't like the contract that someone else gave him. That's it. It's a problem. He did a great were, job. There were too many factors going against him. Tried. It, it was he was the guy he that tried real hard. Sundin with the C. Sure, he tried very hard. And he did a, he did a very fine job. Salute gate. And whatever. You know, like there was just one. It was a. We have the worst one, fans on fucking planet Earth. What do you want from it, us? It was a bridge too far with Dion Phaneuf. Where yeah, like if you take any you one that. of the bad factors away, like he's probably revered. Take take away one of the contract, the fact that he was the captain, or uh, the salute gate. Or, I don't know, the Game 7 collapse, if you want to, like, put him in that sphere of, like, responsibility. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, like, take away one of the factors that people seem to hate Dion Phaneuf for, and he's probably just beloved. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the guy was unreal. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far as unreal, but I definitely liked Dion Phaneuf. Yeah. A sick clapper? Yeah. Oh yeah, big clapper for sure. Always yeah. got always got roasted you know, for his uh, defensive play. It's like, well, yeah, he's out there with Keith Ollie. So yeah, what, what are you talking That's about? right. Mark but, Fraser is his deep pairing. Who? Yeah. Maybe the best defense partner he ever had was Carl Gunnarsson. You know, like that's who was fine, but not yeah. not great. Yeah, couldn't skate much better than Dion. I think he got some time with Mike Komaserik there at one point too. He might have. Yeah. yeah. Wow, what a lot of speed mm-hmm. on that. I mean, like my favorite Dion goal, honestly, was the only playoff goal he ever got on that fucking rush in front of the net when he tipped the puck. It's not even one of his big clappers. Like that's my favorite goal he ever scored as a well, probably ever, but definitely as a Leaf. You know, and it was it was awesome. It's like why is Dion Phaneuf up in a rush? Why is Dion Phaneuf going to the net? Why? How did Dion Phaneuf tip that puck into the net? And did he know it hit him? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I guess I just wanted to bring it up because he played for Toronto, and uh, I like Dion Phaneuf. One of only 25 captains in the franchise's history. Yep. Good guy. Great guy. Good guy. He seems, like, honestly, he seems like a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Great guy. Pays for people's dinners and shit like that. Just- yeah. I don't know. It was fucking cool. I love seeing him back out. And, like, I was kind of... Yeah, that I, was... I, I, yeah, knew he, I know what you're going to say. I knew he hadn't officially retired. Yeah. But it was just like, he retired. And it was like, the day of, they're just like, oh yeah, we're going to bring Dion out. Oh, yeah. By the way, fuck, Dion's we... here to hang out with Jerome yeah. again anyway, so we're just going to talk about the Flames. Yeah. Like, oh, that's and, cool. And it was like, have we really not acknowledged Dion Phaneuf since he left Toronto? Mm-hmm. I guess not. I'm yeah. assuming that was in the era... era of Lou Lamorello, where we didn't do video tributes to our former players when we traded him away. And then he went to L.A., and we probably never played him at home. And then he retired. Well, didn't play, and then retired. You know what I mean? So, like, wow. That, that is... That's... That's an all-time letdown, if, if, if that's the case, where we mm. had to wait till this point to acknowledge... Him and his contribution to that. I team. thought it was cool this week. It, it was it's, cool. It doesn't do him justice, yeah, but that's uh, just it. very cool. Very mm-hmm. nice to see him back. It was cool to see him interacting with the current team uh, guys that he, you know, would have no way of really knowing. And uh, I thought it was neat. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Uh, sorry, was that the game? Did you have a game for me? I do. Oh, okay. I do. So you, as as people have probably realized at this point, you we, we fucking we flipped the script, a little twist of fate. Hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you have no, let I things don't. in. Oh, You've I see what you're saying. El host. Wait, so I have to run this game? All right. El host um, Reno. Yeah, please who would, run my who game. Would, who would you rather be, Dion Phaneuf or a Leafs fan in the in the eighties? All right, so Bruce, we're gonna play. Who would you rather be? Oh no way! <laughs> Yes, because because you had to host tonight, and I've been a busy guy, and oh, I know I like this I, one. I know you love this game. This is a good this, one. This is Brutes. Oh, game. it's fun. He likes this game. It's fun. Well, it's not fun, but yeah. it's fun. So um, this this is this is going to be uh, our our third fourth time doing this, mm-hmm. and what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm simply going to ask you, uh, who would you rather be? I'm going to give you two scenarios, mm-hmm. maybe two people, maybe two fictional people, mm-hmm. uh, and and we're just going to we're going to get your input. You know, okay. break it down for us. Get get deep. You know, yeah, let's do give it us a reason. Brutes, who would you rather be, Dion Phaneuf hmm. or Ryan Getzlaff? <laughs> well, I may as well bring it up now. The next thing on the breakdown before we were talking about the standings is uh, Ryan Getzlaff got his thousandth point since we last met. Hmm. Don't know if you like Ryan Getzlaff. Okay. Uh, but I just wanted to mention it because I do like Ryan Getzlaff. Okay. Um, why now? Let me ask you, uh, Quizmaster. Why would I rather be Dion Phaneuf? Because I'm retired. Is that all? Well, is, well, is that it? You you made about the same amount of money. I would assume. Let's. Well, money, money. I don't know. I don't know the money thing. But let, let's. I'm gonna look it up while you're Let's kind of break it down. They're roughly the same age. Okay. Yeah. They've both been captains in the NHL. Mm-hmm. One got to do so for what might be the m- most important franchise in the sport. Well, the mm-hmm. top two. The Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Um, and the other has been stuck in Anaheim for his entire career. Okay. Now, it's not going so well for our good friend Ryan up until this year. It's It's been, it's been trending downhill. Mm-hmm. Trending uphill at the age of 36 right now yeah. for some reason. but uh, Dion is married to Alicia Cuthbert. Okay. Ryan's bald. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, Dion, as you mentioned, is retired. Ryan has to stick it out with what we assume is a non-playoff team. Well. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to think eventually things will even out, but currently, well... Gets also got a cup. Yeah. Dion rhymes with Sion. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. uh, I don't know. Dion for no I think I would rather be Ryan Getzlaff. Alright. I think there's a small possibility that when well, not a small I know that it happens, actually, that Dion Phaneuf will go somewhere sometimes and get harassed, probably. And I just don't see that being the case for Ryan Getzlaff too much. Mm-hmm. You know, he's played in Anaheim. Despite playing on very unlikable teams, everyone seems to like him. Despite doing very unlikable things from time to time, people still like him. Uh, however, Dion seems like a better guy. But um, I think I'd rather be Ryan Getzlaff. Okay. Yep. Uh, Brutes, would you rather be Jim Benning? Oh, fuck. Or an open sea fish boat captain? You know, because both are in rocky waters. 
Open sea captain. You like the sea, eh? No, I actually don't. I just think there's a better chance of success out there than in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce, would you rather be Ray Romano, who uh, recently had his uh, TV show Everybody Loves Raymond added to Netflix? A very good actor. Or Tomas Caberlet, who is the lookalike of Ray Romano, <laughs> who just had his TV show Everybody Loves Raymond added to Netflix? Uh. Hmm. See, you have to... But it's, it's current, sorry, it's, it's current, both these guys. See, you have to couple this with the fact that, you know, I was going to say Thomas Caverley because he lives a quieter life. However, he probably gets mistaken for Ray Romano as much as he gets recognized as Thomas Caverley in Toronto. Um, I'll go Ray Romano. He That guy has turned himself into a pretty good actor somehow over the years, so I think that's cool. Thomas Caverley, though, living a bitch in life, I gotta say. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, he owns a restaurant. See, so like I, I was kind of, I was kind of thinking more of the angle of like Thomas Cavalier being recognized. Like, oh, you're the guy in the Netflix show. Mm. Now that it's on Netflix. Well, that's again. what I'm saying, right? But, like, I think, I think maybe that's an inconvenience for him. Right, but, but but you're saying that he's in Toronto and people know him being in Toronto. I think he just gets recognized as much as Ray Romano, but oh, okay. for different reasons. Okay. For being Thomas Caberlet and for being Ray Romano, whereas Ray Romano gets recognized. Ray Romano probably doesn't even get recognized for being Ray Romano anymore, so that's impressive. Ah, uh, Deborah. He's got um, a beard and shit and uh, glasses yeah, that's now. that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, next up, uh, Bruce, would you not... <laughs> Deborah. I mean, you've been uh, rewatching yeah. a little bit, eh? You throwing it on? I haven't, I haven't tossed it on yet. Because like, like, I, I legit want to, like... Give it my attention. I've I've seen most of it. I was gonna I've, say, I've have never, you ever sat down and watched a whole series? I've never sat down and watched it beginning to end. I've done it twice. Yeah, I, it is a very good show. That's just it. I always see it when it's on. It's like I've always seen them out of order, and I've mm-hmm. always put it on if it if it's on. But I I really want to do it justice and go through from start to finish, and I don't have the time currently. If you didn't know that, already. I'll give them credit. Season one and two of, or sorry, episode one and two of season nine, my two favorite episodes of the show. Good to know, and I. It's, it's good to know it's a show that just ages. Yeah. It's great. Well, that's just it. Yeah. It's great. Brutes, would you rather be Jim Benning or would you be rather be <laughs> Jack Eichel's artificially replaced disc because, you know, both are under a lot of pressure? Uh, the artificially replaced disc. Okay. Oh, just again, higher chance of success there, I think. Would you rather be a person offered a ticket on the ultimate world cruise who can never return home? Or a person who that didn't waste their life savings, but also never gets to leave their hometown. The cruise guy. Well, no, but you're on a cruise all the time, eh? Yeah. <laughs> mm. You spend your entire life savings and you just cruise forever. Or you have all the money you've ever made in but your yeah, life. Because I don't need any money, I'm just set, right? Like I'm good if I'm on. You're the just cruise. on the cruise. You just you don't get to. Like, I, but I don't need more you money. You essentially live on the boat. <laughs> Can you, I? You are the the open sea fish boat captain. Does, does, <laughs> well, that's different though. I don't. I no, know. you never. You My never, other option isn't Jim Benning now. Every day you get to go and see people and like, oh, look at how happy they are, and then it's like, oh, you got to go back to the boat now. <laughs> oh, but I do get to get off like if we dock in like fucking Montego Bay or something. I can yeah, like, get off for the what, boat like six hours. Oh, the boat for sure. I could do that. My biggest concern was that I never get to touch grass again. So oh. yeah, no, I'm fine with that. Okay, easily. Okay, well, all big hope, time. I hope you. Gotta... I'll do that right now if anyone's listening for sure. I hope you have a good cabin mate 
Um, oh, you don't get your own cabin on that one? No. What are you talking about? Mm. Do you know how much this fucking cruise is? Do I get is? to bring a friend? Do you know how much this fucking cruise is? <laughs> yeah, if I'm on there for a lot of years, eh? If you want a bedroom that is shared with three other guys and there's no washroom, it's $170,000. Wait, this exists? Oh, yeah. Where did I hear this? I it's, think it's, I heard it's, this it's somewhere. A princess, it's, is it Princess Cruise? It's Royal Caribbean. It's $170,000 for a room that you share with three other people with no washroom. It's a communal thing down the hall. If you want... A, the boat. If you want a room... Still the boat. If you want a room with a shower, you have to call them because you probably can't afford it. What was my other option again? Uh, you have all the money you've ever made in your life, but you can't leave your hometown. Mm. All the money I've ever made in my life? Yeah. Yeah, you that, have all your life savings, but gonna, you can just never leave your hometown. Yeah. All my life savings are all the money I've made in my life, because those both. are two incredibly Fucking different whatever. numbers. Both. Those, two, those are insanely different numbers, yeah. James. I have bled a lot of money over Take the years. Take it all. Um, hmm. No, I'll go with the boat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, back to my uh, conversation from earlier about uh, being excited about movies. Mm. Uh, would you rather be Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland? Mm. I don't know exactly who Tom Holland is other than the Spider-Man. Like, I wouldn't know him to see him. Okay. Uh, I would rather be... I'd rather be Andrew Garfield, I think. Yeah, eh? Yeah. Some potential left? Some runway ahead of you? Very good actor. For sure. Very good. He's, he's okay. Deserved an, at least a nomination for the social network, I would say. That really? was That was insane. Really? Very good. Okay. Yeah. Um, would you rather be Jim Bennings? Oh, sorry. Would you rather be uh, Rob? Okay. The me, other one. It's me, not Jim no, Benning. I don't want to be let Jim me, Benning. Let me, let me start. This let me make this very clear. Let me this no one should want to be Jim Benning. Jim Benning shouldn't want to be Jim Benning. Um, would you rather be the noose around Jim Benning's neck? Wow. Or Robbie Ray's pants because both are in very tight situations. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, Robbie Ray's pants, because they're closer to success, alright? Wow! Yeah. And his dick. Well, he um, won a Cy Young yesterday. Good did. for him. Um, would you rather be a Taylor Swift fan now, or a Taylor Swift fan <laughs> 10 years ago? <laughs> oh, now, for sure. She now? That chick's had quite the glow up here now, recently. Right? Good for her. Okay. Yeah. Good. Actually, for the record, do like Taylor Swift. Like, I don't... I'm not going to listen to this album or anything. But yeah, like, she's yeah, she's cool. She's I actually like her. Yeah, she's yeah. In, she's mint. And lastly, number 10, uh, Brutes, would you rather be one of the Seattle Kraken tossed plush salmons? <laughs> <laughs> or on the actual team? <laughs> or Jim Benning, because they're both being fed to the fans. <laughs> oh, wow. Now that... That one, no, nah, the salmon. That's yeah. a much happier existence. You're probably like hugged and shit. You, you gotta, know, you gotta imagine, right? You're revered. Yeah, people. Go the home odd one, I'm sure, gets thrown in the trash can on the way out of the rink. People but people accept to take you home at night. Yeah, uh, that's right. No, no, that's a love. That's a loving existence. I would uh, think for most of them. All right. So well, I gotta do this now. Sure. That was too much. All right. Well, that was uh, that was interesting. Um. Yeah. Uh, 
the 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 takeaway would be you don't want to be Jim Benning uh, right about now. But I, I was gonna pick your brain before we get to our oofal. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about the standings, about the start to the year. Uh, anything really jumping out at you to to start so far this year? I mean, I was gonna say like we we've mentioned a couple of them, but uh, the Ducks seem to be good. You on board with this? Or? No. No? No. Why not? You just don't like the Ducks by extension of them having owned uh, Ryan Kessler and Corey Perry over the years? We're just going to be like against Ryan that. Hmm? Um, I, I like Ryan Kessler. Yeah. Oh, did I say Getzla? Yes. Sorry, Kessler. Oh, Kessler. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, you probably did. Um, you, I heard I heard Ryan, and I just I don't even I, acknowledge you know, Kessler. So you, Ryan had a long week. Is, is I've, my guy. You may be the only person I know that's had a longer week than me. So that's fine. Um. Yeah, no, I don't know. They're, 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 as it stands, tops in the Pacific, but they're third in points percentage and just barely. So, like, I just think it's one of those situations where they've just played more games than the other teams in this division and they're, they're mm-hmm. going to come back to life mm-hmm. or back to earth eventually. Like, I just, I don't think the body of work is there to suggest that this is like a, a legit team. Okay. Um, They've given up a lot of goals for a team that's played as many games as they have. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm not shitting on them. Like I don't think they're like fucking thirty out of thirty two, but I just don't see them maintaining the pace they've been on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like their their power play's been very good for them, right? Like that's one thing I I would say that I don't know if that's going to keep going. Like I, yeah. I, the big problem is Kevin Shattenkirk has fourteen points in seventeen games. That's not a problem, but do I think he's going to put up sixty-seven points this year? I, like yeah. I have a hard time believing that. Yeah. I will say, take everything I say with a grain of salt in what might happen because uh, if you go back to our season predictions episode, uh, I am about as wrong as one could be about how this season would shake out. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but I mean, like they, they, you're you're right. It's it's hard to imagine it's sustainable, really. They're on them. the big winning streak. Like like you go back. Let's go before the winning streak that they're on right now, right? Like they 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 going into it had, uh, what two wins, one one in overtime, and seven losses. Mm-hmm. And now they're on this seven eight eight game winning streak. You beat the Habs, you beat the Coyotes. You beat the Canucks twice. You beat the Kraken. You know what I mean? Like the Devils, even that that aren't blowing me away. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying. Like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. They, they beat the Capitals. You know, they, they, they beat a, a, a good Blues team. There, there are moments here where you can point and say, like, yeah, they're doing some good things. But I think that where they are right now is more a result of their schedule uh, than how they're actually performing they've you know they got the hurricanes they got the avalanche the leafs uh another game against the gold knights coming up the flames who are red hot like the next time that we do an episode they might have lost four or five in a row mm-hmm. so yeah they bank some points good for them will it matter maybe probably not I guess I would say like the the interesting thing with them is that as much as they've got guys overperforming like they've they haven't had Silverberg for most of the last 8 games and they haven't had Ricard Raquel at all who 
I think, generally speaking, are two of their best forwards. Like, you know what I mean? Like, two of the top four. So, that that is what sort of intrigues me, and it, it makes me wonder that, you know, the law of averages, like, yeah, they might come back down to life, however they're going to get some actual good players back. I, I don't know if that helps and, them and too, that, but... And that would be great if, if they were losing those games. You know what I mean? But, like, oh, you beat Arizona 5-1 instead of 3-1? You know, you, no, but, you attacked on a couple more against But Seattle. that might be the difference in a game where they go to overtime against the Toronto Maple yeah, Leafs maybe. and churn out, you know what I mean, or, or whoever, you know. Um, I see your point. Yeah, sure. and, it, and it's interesting, too, like how, because you mentioned they play Vegas, like does, does Vegas continue to be average, right? Like are they, you would have to think that if Anaheim's coming back down to life, like the Ducks or that the Golden Knights have more to offer. Mm-hmm. You would think, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't know. I I think that's mostly injuries there, right? Like you're not you're not too worried about them at this point, are you? Yeah, Vegas, sir. Yeah, yeah. No, Vegas doesn't worry me at all. Um, I said in the season preview, like I I do wonder where you're getting those replacement backup wins from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Leonard has not been fantastic. Yeah, he's been fine. Um, you had a Vesna winner last year. That's your expectation. That's what you're looking for. That's the reason you moved on from the Vesna winner is because you think you have that in Robin Leonard. Mm-hmm. You and I, we 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 we're, we're both high in the guy. We we think he's a great goaltender. Something's off. I think it'll correct itself, and I think part of correcting itself is going to be getting certain pieces back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not worried yeah, about Vegas. Yeah, they, they're point. quite decimated. Like, it's, you oh, know. As a fantasy owner, I'm. Oh, yeah. You know, four games from Mark Stone, uh, two from Max Pacioretty, eight from William Carlson, uh, even four from Nolan Patrick, who you had hoped was going to be, you know, healthy and, and helping you. Like, Martinez hasn't been uh, dressing every game. Like, it's it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of guys that you were counting on that, that aren't there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have to see with them. Um, so, you think Vegas is going to be okay? Uh, I would have to assume, if that's your thought on them, that you would also think that the Avalanche are going to be okay? Yes and no. That's the one that worries yeah. me more than Vegas. Yeah. And Colorado. I know, have no reason to really doubt them other than just what they've shown us, but... Colorado just was, was right. a team that went into this season where I was never going to come out and say it, but in the back of my mind, I was thinking, this might not go as well as they think it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Darcy Kemper was brought in to replace uh, Philip Grubauer, who had a couple really, really good seasons in Colorado. And Kemper, <clears throat> pretty I good. The, I like the dude, you know. Uh, but he's 31. He's coming into a system he doesn't know on a team with high, high, high expectations. I think he's been all right considering the team in front of him hasn't he's, been all that good. He's been, he's been, he's been fine. 9 is fine. It's fine. Well, it's but, above average, I guess. <laughs> I would say, but... Is it? 9 is league average, yeah. That's not good. Um, well, it always is. It's, a, it's always 9.06 to 9.09. Yeah, but is Carter Hutton just bringing that down or what? Um, so, like... It was just it, it. Colorado this year was one of those teams where you look at what they have working for them, and you could say, "Yeah, well, he's going to be fine and, and he's going to be great." But like, you got Nazem Kadri leading the team in points, which cool. 
well, good good for him. Love the dude, but like that's not how who you want. Dare you? That's good, not sir. who you want leading how the team in scoring. Dare you, good sir? He led several Toronto Maple Leafs teams in scoring. Did he? Mostly because several? I think yeah. he was the only guy on the roster that had ever played forward yeah. before. Like when when Jack Johnson is one of your most relied on defensemen, there's, <laughs> there's a problem. Um, Nate, great, Nate McKinnon, great. one goal. Yeah. One goal. COVID be damned. One goal. Mm-hmm. I I was told, I was told nay a six month ago, that this was one of the the two best hockey men in the world. Mm. Not seen it. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the problem is because you look you look up and down the roster and you're saying like they're getting contributions from certain guys. And, and even Bowen Byram has stepped in fantastically as a rookie for this team. And it's just... When he's healthy, though, right? Like, I, that's the big problem for them is... Bowen Byram? He's played 11 of 14? 11 of, of 13, but he's going to be out a while. Oh, now he's... Like, more more than likely. Sorry, yeah, like he... Uh, I'm sorry, it's not that he's going to be out a while, but he has a concussion. So he may be oh. back next week. He may... Okay. I don't know. Sure. Um... But, I mean, like, it's just one of those things where we're 13 games into the season and they've got, what, like, three guys that have played all 13 games? Does that sound about right? Five, maybe? Like, that's 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 insane, kind of, you know? Like, the the fact that they're churning out a different roster every, every night because they have some sort of a new problem that keeps propping up um, is not ideal. I, I would have to think they'll be fine, but um, this is a team where I've always been, like, mildly concerned about their forward depth that it we're definitely starting to see uh some you know trickles of that i guess sure sure you know? yeah but um so you think you are not so sure that they're going to be okay no i i think they'll be okay but but they I, might just be okay they'll just be okay yeah i like i i don't know if they have enough in them to get past like minnesota and winnipeg yeah well that's crazy too but um I think we've learned one thing so far this year uh, is no matter how much or how little you put in them, uh, never put too much faith in the Islanders, I would say. Uh, the the one thing that, you know, everyone seems to be just ripping on them, uh, they have just uh, moved into their new home, which is fucked. They uh, have yet to play a home game this year. Uh, five, six, and two—not a great road record, but when you're only on the road, uh, I don't know. It's not bad. Do you think that the Islanders are maybe kind of this, or do you think they'll come back to normal? And, and if they do come back to normal, uh, is it going to be too late? Um. Well, I'm glad to say that my uh, season prediction of reverse jinxing them is paying off. Hmm. Because I was getting real sick and tired of this team that I picked to finish third or fourth winning the division. So I took them to win the division this year. And and much like I did too. with my uh, Vesna winners, uh, they are really making me look real fucking smart. So, thanks, Islanders. Um, I want to I wanna give them as many games as they've had on the road. I want to give them at home. And then I'll tell you what I think. Okay. 
Do you uh do you remember who you picked to win the Vesna? This year? I have it right here in front of me if I take two seconds to pull it up. I took Philip Grubauer. <laughs> no, you didn't. Who I dropped Did in you? fantasy today. Really? I don't remember you saying that. Hmm. Well, because I thought their defense was oh, unreal. Dear. And they're a uh, uh, expansion oh, no. team. And uh, I thought maybe that would help him. Well. But it's not. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think he's cooked, but I don't know if he's gonna win the. Uh, I don't think he's gonna win the Vesna. You know who I took? Fucking Connor Hellebuck. I don't think he's winning it either. But that's not a, at least his team's doing all right. Mm. Um. Okay. Well, uh, the Red Wings are fun. I guess I would say. No. 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 Don't like them, eh? What's fun? Well, they're a 500 team instead of being uh, a shithole team. And uh, they have some good young rookies that seem to be... Uh, yeah, but that's what they were always going to be. I think they're... Well, I mean, their rookies are definitely better than expected at this point, for sure. I, I would say mildly, at best. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, no teenager has scored at the rate that Lucas Raymond's scoring at at this point, but it's and early. I'm, I'm sure that will, yeah. And then... Maurice Sider is a guy that, based on projections, was not expected to play in the league for a couple of years still. And really? they took him early, and he seems to be quite talented. Mm. So Yeah, shocking. Guy's fucking unbelievable. Don't know where that came from, but... Um, well, you you so you should have alerted maybe the other thirty one teams or thirty teams yeah uh, in his draft year because well, apparently I, I the Red Wings I, were the only ones who fucking saw that this guy was any good. I, I would have if I could, but they jumped on him pretty early, so they didn't really give the other teams a chance to to get him. Um, I don't know. Like this is this is what I thought the Red, Red Wings would be. Like granted, Lucas Raymond is producing a little higher than I thought. Um, but Cider's right there. Like that's that's what I thought. I I fuck. I'm big on this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, the fact that he's not higher on their scoring charts is like almost the surprising factor out of all this for me. Okay. Um. I I think the Red Wings being where they are within the division is more <laughs> says more about the teams around them than it does the Red Wings for me. So. Okay. Well, you're no fun. Um, is there anything that you look at at the standings right now as we, you know, we're a week away from American Thanksgiving, the, the uh, dreaded, Ominous. dreaded weekend for teams who are out of the playoffs? It was the one year where, uh, uh, it was like three, four years ago, like none of those teams ended up making the playoffs, and it was crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, do you see much that alarms you? Um, you know, any teams that you think might move up, might move down, that, you know, are of interest? Um, one team that, that kind of stood out to me was, um... The Canucks, yeah, you're going to see them in the playoffs for sure. Was the Predators. Uh, yeah. Nine, six, and one. Yeah. Again, I think this is partially, like, if the Avalanche were hitting on full stride... They're one spot back. Now you're on that fringe play. Like, right now, they're comfy in a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. um, Wins in eight of their last 11, too. Like, it's not like they started yeah. all that well. Yeah. You know? 
and we all knew that you know UC Soros was going to be good. I don't know if we knew he was going to be this good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he is playing. He, he's the Vesna winner at this point. I, I think he's the Vesna favorite if it ended tomorrow, which it, it doesn't because the season lasts more than fourteen games. But he he looks on another planet to to some of the guys. Matt Duchesne having yeah, welcome a back. Uh, comeback fucking year. Welcome back. Tied for the team points lead with Roman Yossi. And Michael Grandlin, uh, Ryan Johansson next up. The old boys club getting it done in <laughs> the Nashville. Boys club. Like, it's it's, <laughs> it's just it's just fun to hear. Like Ryan Johansson's like twenty eight. Eh? It's a fucking old boys club. It's twenty nine. But yeah, yeah. Like they are old. Th- these are four dudes that it was like, yeah, they're fine. But like, you know what they are? Maybe we don't. Uh, maybe Matt Duchesne really is a 16-point-per-game type of guy at the age of 31. Uh, I, I don't know if I believe that, but mm-hmm. uh, he, he looks fantastic. Philip Forsberg, he's missed a few games, but, you know, 7 through 9, like, you get that guy going healthy, you're laughing there. Um, it's 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 weird. It's weird in Nashville, I'll say that. I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't have anything against Nashville, but, yeah, let's go. The other one uh, that kind of stood out to me was, uh, and I'm sure this will be no surprise based on who I took for the Vesna, but Seattle, four uh, eleven and one. Um, Dom from the Athletics still has them in a positive playoff position. Mm-hmm. The the model suggests this is going to correct itself. Uh, obviously, every loss that you incur from here on out is going to make that less of an opportunity, but um, I'm I'm inclined to trust the experts on this one. I'm inclined to trust my gut on this one. Um, I'm no longer thinking playoffs, per se. I'm thinking more fringe wildcard uh, with this team, but I'm, I'm a little shocked, just especially given the strength of the division they're in that they're not at least ahead of the Canucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, there's a few teams I don't know what to make of. I, I just, I, I, I have always kind of been one of those guys where, yeah, I, I do think that we can deduce who probably is and isn't going to make the playoffs a little bit right now. But, um, you know, it's always too early to, to talk about contenders, right? Like, the Oilers started and a couple weeks ago. It was like, wow, the Oilers are going to sweep the playoffs. And then, mm. like, they have lost some games since then. And they don't always look all that amazing. And, um, you know, it's just the, the whole fucking thing about the, well, how is anyone going to stop Connor McDavid? And it's like, well, they did last year. And I wouldn't bet on it happening all the time. It's probably not going to. Eventually, it's going to put up 50 points in a fucking playoff run. But uh, it, it's also not impossible, as we've learned. Like, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know. The one thing I've always thought in this sport where it's just like... People want to say that things are just certainties. And I don't... I, I can't see that. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't get how, like... Um, 
you know, there, there's no team that stands out to me right now, even with Florida having, uh, you know, fucking stomped on everyone's neck for uh, most of the start of the year. So we'll see where it goes. Um, you know. Yeah. We'll see where we're at. Uh, sure. Overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite, James. Yeah. Yes. Soup. It's soup season soup uh, here on Lace Up a pod, hockey podcast. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We were gonna do. Uh, we were gonna do a couple. We had a couple in mind, and then uh, uh, couldn't agree on necessarily what to do. And then we were having a debate on the way home from work last night about different soups and uh, whether or not James likes soup and he kind of likes some, doesn't like others, like everyone. I think that's how life works. That really is. Um, so yeah, overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite, James. What is your overrated soup? Overrated soup is French onion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like this weird fancy soup that they, they put on menus at restaurants where it's like, look at us, we have French onion soup. And it's sure. like, that's cool, man. Um, I don't know if you know this, but like, 90% of the population doesn't like onions, and I love onions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to add the French aspect, and it's like, well, now you're just <laughs> confusing us. What is that? Well, it's just cheese. Well, why don't you just call it cheese and onion soup? Well, that just sounds disgusting. Well, you're not wrong. Uh, that's because it is. So um, stop selling it. Stop trying to make it fancy, uh, because uh, it it's just onion water with a, a layer of cheese. It's barely soup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I I can sympathize with you saying that it's overrated. I do not agree, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a popular soup that also a lot of people don't seem to like. So I don't I don't know. It's weird. I feel like maybe it's properly rated in that sense, but fair enough. Uh, my overrated is minestrone. Um, mostly because it's everywhere. Uh, I, I, because when you, as I do with overrated and underrated, I read like a bunch of articles, like what are the most popular soups in the world? Minestrone seemed to pop up and it's not good. It's not, I wouldn't even say that it's, it's good. I think it's, uh, it's fine, Mm. but it's, uh, certainly shouldn't be as popular as it is. I think if you're having a soup like that, um, you know, an Italian wedding might be better or something like that, but, uh. Yeah, minestrone is just a lot going on. None of it seems to work. Kind of too heavy, but also not filling enough. I don't know. Not my cup of tea. No. Not my cup of soup. Before we go any further, mm-hmm. where where do you fall into like mm-hmm. the soup conversation of like Ooh. what what is or is I would not love a to have soup? a soup conversation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like is 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 stew a soup? Is it a form of soup? Stew's a weird one. You know, um, I think it is. I think anything that is like broth based and served in a bowl is, is soup. Okay. You know? Okay. Is chili a type of soup? Hmm. That was my dinner tonight. Hmm. Because you put it in a little pot and you cook it all day. And it gets nice and toasty and hot, and you put it in a big old bowl with a big old spoon, and you you suck it back down, and hmm. See, I would say that the ground beef and the ingredients do more of the heavy lifting in that than the broth does. Oh, like the chicken doesn't in chicken noodle. No, the, well, like oh, like the chicken doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, but it's mostly broth. 
Hmm. That depends on your ladle technique. In the pot, James. When it's in the pot, oh, you idiot. I see. All the, it's the Kevin Malone line from The Office. All the ingredients are going to get to know themselves in the pot. That's what he says about chili. I agree with him. The ingredients, I think, like the, the, the actual solid part of chili. I don't know. Chili? Fuck. It's not quite a soup, but it's not quite a solid. It's not a sauce either. Mm, I'm going to say no. Okay. But I hear the argument. Yeah, I'll say it's not a soup. Okay. Now, what about um? It's, it's not a stew either. Now, what about like uh like instant noodles where you like do it up in the in the in the water and you just let it simmer there in the water? Like I said it's broth based. It's a soup okay. served in a bowl, but okay. yeah, like Mister Noodles is a soup. It's very very. But nobody wants to talk about it. Lazy, cheap, poor man's ramen. Right. But it's a soup. Okay. Yeah. Now, how do you define broth? Is another thing. Wow, you... <laughs> if I knew I needed to explain to you how soup works, I would no, have no, done that earlier. No, no, I know how I think it works. I'm just saying for the, for the, for the, for the public. Holy fuck. How do I think broth works? Well, like, how do you define a broth? Broth? I don't know. <laughs> Soup-flavored water. <laughs> but now you're in... Inferring that, uh, like, if, for example... I'm what's not, what's your it, underrated for, soup? No, no, no. For example, and, I, and I'm not Good saying that I think it's, I'm not saying I think that it's a soup. Please do not take that for this. Absolutely not. I'm making... I'm making... A, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm making a big old pot of crafter. <laughs> I'm making crafter. It's noodles, James. Right. With cheese sauce. It's not broth. <laughs> right. But no I add, point. But I add a little bit of, of milk. A shit ton of milk. Okay. But do you eat the milk in the bowl? Oh, like fuck yeah. Oh, that's fucked. Nice and soft. You eat Kraft Dinner like a cereal? I'm... No. So... That's what you're saying to me. <laughs> that you eat it in a bowl with milk. No. No. <laughs> it's a simple question, Doctor. Would you eat the moon if it was made out of ribs? Uh, Dr. Leo Spichemin. Um No. You're taking a bunch of ingredients and you're putting it in a pot and it's liquidy in, in base. Yeah. Right. So my, my argument is how do you defer from a broth, which is very loosely contextualized in terms of its definition, from a saucy-based liquidy content meal milk is not a broth but why it isn't i don't know mm. can you have a beef broth yeah can milk come from a beef Whoa. no <laughs> i've never seen anyone milk a steak james <laughs> yeah you're not trying not, not um not steak in the form that i know it that's my, for sure my underrated is potato bacon which i, I underrated i well Okay. Where do you see it? Where do you, where do you go out and find it? Other I think it's become well, it's becoming pretty popular. Maybe it always hasn't mm. been. Maybe I'm noticing it more. But it's one of those things like if you go to Tim Hortons, you see it, but it's like I don't see it anywhere other than Tim Hortons. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like I've never sat down at a restaurant and then be like, oh, "This super busy is potato bacon," and I'm like, "Yeah, fucking fire me up, bro. That's what I want to hear." Who's serving you a frog? Wow, that's no way to speak with the French. 
Um, oh, wow. Okay. You're underrated? Uh, well, it may gather the same reaction that you gave me about potato bacon, though. But I feel, like, even as recently as yesterday, that someone had to clarify to me that, like, you know what? I actually do like pea soup. Do a lot of people not like pea soup? Because I feel like pea soup is phenomenal. It might be, uh, A, because people don't like peas, and B, because it has the word pea in it, it makes it sound like it might be urine soup. So the name sounds a little icky. But the soup itself, a little bit of ham in it, whew, out of this world. Oh, you get a ham bone of that guy? You're mm-hmm. laughing. Mm-hmm. I think pea soup, underrated. Really should be in the conversation among the best soups in the world, mm. and I don't. I didn't see it in any of the articles I crossed. I'll tell you that. I will say this much. Sure. You like pea soup. You yeah. you make a good argument. Mm-hmm. However, mm. I think there there's there's a province within our country whose entire economic structure is based on the sales of the Habitat Pea Soup Company. So. To say that it's underrated where we live, I would agree. But mm-hmm. on, a, on a larger scale, I think I think you'd get some flack from, See, from the Frenchies. Well, and it's different because they call it wee soup. Your favorite. Wasn't that joke? <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite uh, My favorite is wee soup. No, as is it? As it's called in France. Yeah. Apparently. Fair enough. Yeah, pea soup. Yeah. Fuck me up. That a boy. Yeah. Good call. And you know what? You know what's the best? You add the peas last. Okay, you let it just stew. Oh. You let it stew in that in that that pork bone, ham, what, whatever you got. Just toss it in there. You get, you get some corn. You get some onions, some celery. Just let that let that sit for a while. You add the peas, but don't leave them in for very long. You pull that shit back out. Peas get a little crunch to them. Wow. 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 Game changer. Wow. Change of the game, James. Just did. Yeah. Try it out. Um, I, I'm, I'm picky. I would say I have two favorites. Uh, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's a real, but they, they gotta be made right. I'm very picky with how both of them are made. So much with the one that I hardly get it. Uh, but a real good ramen, obviously, is just insane. Um, however, the issue with ramen there's a lot of stuff in it so it's debatably not a soup to me mm-hmm. i don't know like there's almost more solid than there is uh broth stuff going mm-hmm. on so that's a tough one uh, otherwise i would say uh it's steady tie anyway it's broccoli cheddar okay Phew. oh yeah and i would say that's almost more underrated than pea soup i i almost went underrated but i'm like well it's my favorite sure so. no that's fair yeah yeah. Yeah, I could fuck with a broccoli cheddar for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Uh, my least favorite is tomato. I almost went overrated with tomato. I had a nice tomato soup yesterday. Tomato, tomato basil, to be fair, but there's there's nothing to it. No. And I'm t- I'm a tomato guy. Don't know that it needs to be a soup. All you're doing is squeezing tomatoes out. You're juicing tomatoes. 
and then you just sit it on the stove for like an hour. Nice the image hot. of just walking into a restaurant. There's just an Italian guy yeah. with a fucking mustache, I just like. That's tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you just squeeze it out. You juice it. You get the juicer. Boom, and um, right. You warm it up, and then you eat it. Why? Yeah. What the fuck would you do that to yourself? Mm. When there are so burn many... my lips on that hot gazpacho soup. <laughs> Let me explain something. When you're expecting you, you cold gazpacho <laughs> soup, and you get room temperature gazpacho soup, <laughs> you're embarrassing me in front of Howie. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, I get it. You have so many, and like, I was you eating it yesterday, take, you and I was take, like, why did I? I should have got the other soup. You can literally just take tomato soup and just add shit. Just. Toss the things into it. Make it more. of Like, tomato soup is the laziest of the soups. You're just like, yeah, I have a liquid. And I'm going to eat that liquid um, in a cup, in a saucer, in a pan, in a spoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've, you've made no effort. Mm-hmm. Just put literally one other thing into it. And call it tomato bacon. Sure. That sounds great. You you could make a soup called uh, tomato... Uh, uh, I... Your There's nothing but fruit on my yeah. counter. There's, uh, I wouldn't do tomato pear. No. You you could do uh, tomato chicken. And it's like, sure. I would have a tomato chicken soup. Yeah. But you need to... It's almost like they've not figured out what exactly, exactly to do with it, right? Exactly. It is the lowest form. It is the most basic. It is... It's barely a soup. Yeah. It's barely a soup. I would, I would say chili is more of a soup than tomato is. See, but I think your argument is that you just don't like tomato and it's a disgrace to soups. But it is very much a soup. It sounds like they're just juicing I like your soup. little shrug where it's just like, well, tell them to fucking figure it out then. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds like we just juiced a tomato and got it hot, nice and hot and, and tried to pass off wow. the soup. See, but. like, I, I will say this. I'm very good at ordering in restaurants. I don't make a mistake very often. Even when I haven't been somewhere, I make a good call usually, right? Wow. I know what I like. But I went to Fox on the Run yesterday. Fox on the Run. And I ordered a sandwich that I had been craving for, like, weeks. And when they asked me what soup I wanted with it, and they gave me the two options, I went tomato basil. When in reality, what I should have gone was chickpea bacon. But what threw me off about it was that I thought it was going to be, like, almost like a hummus soup. Because I heard, I heard chickpea, and I'm like, how do you even do that? And then I realized, like, oh, no, there's just going to be chickpeas in it. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. One of the dumber things I've done this week, for sure. Well. Uh, but the tomato, it was fine. You live and learn. Tomato, the tomato, it was fine. You live and learn. My least favorite is borscht. Uh, it's, uh, might be my least favorite thing on the planet, uh, and for food. Don't you have East European roots? I hate beets, though. I hate them. Wow. I hate beets. It, they are the one food... Like, I think cottage cheese is disgusting. Oh, yeah. I think I'd sooner eat cottage cheese than beets. Ah, no. That texture's fucked, man. I'd rather eat a tub of sour cream than a fucking tub of cottage cheese, to be honest with you. But... Beets are fucked. Like, beets are no bueno. Beets, beets are two of two. Of my most hated. You ever had a golden beet? Yeah, not as bad. 
they're fine. Okay. Like, honestly, I could eat a beet. It's just the one thing that I avoid. But beet... beet exactly. No one wants to be defeated. But beets sh- definitely should be defeated. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this much. I, I never like beets. I, uh, my, my girlfriend's family makes them uh, probably like uh, twice a month. And I've come around. So you can mm. come over for dinner one time. There it is. That's all there is to it. It tastes like dirt to me. Eh. If you get the dirt flavor off it, they're fine. Well, I've told people that one. It's 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 obviously my palate because everyone else is just like, wow, I don't get that at all. But I'm like, no, they taste like dirt. Tastes like mm. dirt. Yeah. I don't know how to describe no, you're, it. You're not wrong. The dirt from the dirty leaves and the dirty ground. What is it called? Dead leaves uh, and the dirty, dirty ground. Dirty boy. Yeah. Hello, dirty boy. Um, that's it for for this week. Uh, nice to be back. I guess. Uh, um. So Maybe, uh, I don't know, we might have one that next week. Uh, we're going to try anyway, but if not, the week after. Uh, I am Brutes Battaglia. You can find my stuff at the high button. Uh, I wrote something uh, tearing apart the Winnipeg Jets and Chicago Blackhawks organization a few weeks ago. And I haven't written anything since, but I will be soon, I guess. This has been a recording of the James Cole automated message system. It was system. crazy how many sound bites we had of him to use this week, wasn't it? If you were satisfied we with your experience, please plus one. All right. I gotta figure out how to turn that button if off. If you would this like to play all night. To your Good night, options. everybody. Please press two. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're gonna make friends in no time. Get me out of here! Just eat that! Leave us alone! attention that you're no longer interested in the time that i've invested or the things that i say and i don't know your intentions but lately i feel the tension and i thought that i would mention that i will be okay just let me down i'll be okay just let me Just let me down, I'll be okay Just let me down